Yo, what up? It's your boy, Imperator Rose. Check this out. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast and don't really know where to start, just know that Anchor is one of the easiest ways to start a podcast. Let me tell you how. First off, it's free. And I mean, who doesn't like free, right? They even have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So if you're really trying to make it happen, make sure you download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, this is your girl, Ash. And it's your boy, Imperator Rose. And it's that dude called Theory. And this right here is Stop the Foolishness. Where each week, this trio of primos will give you our take on some of the most foolish shit that's happened around the country from this past week. From politics to pop culture, nothing's off limits in this war room. Yo, it sure ain't. So if you're trying to figure out how this country got to this point, then come kick it with us each week as we do our best to try and stop the foolishness. Yo, what up? Welcome back to Stop the Foolishness. This is episode six. Episode six. We are getting it. Episode siete. Isn't, isn't that six? No, nigga. Uno, no, uno dos, no. tres, <laughs> No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo. Oh, my God. You are an embarrassment to our people. Stop. <laughs> Stop! Oh my god! <laughs> he didn't even say that. He said like "sitente" or some shit. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh shit! I can't. Oh, dog, I feel hey. so. I'm so embarrassed, dog. I hope nobody hears <laughs> right right like, Hopefully, oh this shit get like I I, I lose oh, my man. Niggas that don't oh, speak Spanish man. should know that that wasn't sex, nigga. Like, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Was it oh. uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco? Oh, sex. Hey, <laughs> oh, oh okay. Okay, oh. okay. Episode sex. No, you still you said You said sex, nigga. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. We just need to stop. We skipping this. We skipping this. <laughs> we just need to stop. He said episode. It sounded like you said sex. Yeah. I did, I did, like, I did, oh, I did, I okay. did, yeah, I yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, anyway, y'all, welcome back, we appreciate you, Puerto Rican person you think you is, <laughs> yeah, okay, all right, welcome, welcome back, y'all, uh, if you're, t- if you're tuning in this week, uh, we appreciate y'all, uh, all of the support, uh, Especially from the last episode, we got a lot of feedback. A lot of people listened to it. A lot of people told us, you know, what a great episode it was. So we appreciate that. Can't tell you enough yes. how much we appreciate. Yes, that. thank you, thank you. As of as of today, it has been as as far as release date um, and feedback wise, it's probably our second most popular episode. Obviously, next to our first, because 
a bunch of friends and family like hit hit me up. But this one, you know, like a lot of people um, hit us up and told us about it. So I, I appreciate that so much. Yeah. Uh, and so we back to it today to give y'all another dope episode. Uh, again, you know, we just gonna keep with the foolishness because as always, it's a. Uh, as y'all can see, we already started with the foolishness. Yeah, off the rip, right? <laughs> Just right off the bat. Oh, off the rip, you know oh, what I'm saying? We, 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 uh, we got the foolishness popping. Uh, another another interesting topic today uh, as we continue our relationship series. Uh, so we're going to get, get into that. And without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into our top section now. So as we continue into our top uh five most foolish movies that we considered ever made we are now um, going into number three excuse me hold on real quick real quick guys um Here we go. I, I gotta make a little interruption really quick what? um so i did get a listener letter in oh and shit. um yeah oh. yeah so I, I i i really did so i actually want to just read that off real okay. quick okay um nigga you can say that before we started this motherfucker Oh, my really? bad. I, honestly, like, I totally forgot. I totally forgot. I totally really? forgot. This nigga fire, bro. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Clock ain't gone. That's my fault. So. <laughs> All right, let's get into so the did, letter then. Yeah, real quick. So, um, so I decided to call this, um, uh, this segment, uh, Colts Theory, because I'm gonna give y'all theory on what the answer is to these listener letters, and then we're gonna have my two cousins chime in. But, um, so this listener letter is from, hold on, do they want to be known? Hold on, wait, do they want to be? No, no. Okay. No, what's saying? They said, no, they said it's cool. They said it's cool. Okay, all right, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. So this listener letter is from, uh, Sexy Anonymous. Oh, shit. Here we go. And, um. (laughs) I already know where this goes. Here we go. All right, let's go. Her question is, her question is, hey guys, I really love you guys' podcast. Ash, you're so dope. I would love to meet you one day. You seem cool. Rose, oh my God, you're so funny. Rose, oh my God, you're so funny. But my real question is, Cold Theory, why are you so damn sexy? (laughs) You're a fraud. Is this for real? Fraud. Fraud. This nigga here. I don't don't believe this for a while. You're such a fraud. Like, get the hell out of here with that. I don't believe it for one bit. That shit was really. It was really about some 600 pound white chick behind a a large piece of sitting on her belly. Oh my god! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? Before this podcast, I'm right. We got you know a listener what? letter. This nigga. You here. know what? You know what? I'm sorry, sexy anonymous. I'm sorry for my cousins. <laughs> um, they're being very disrespectful right now to your to your letter. And as a disclaimer, I don't. I am not. I am not in agreement with them. I don't think you're 600 pounds or white. I think you're very beautiful. <laughs> Oh, okay. Anyway, I'll answer. Anyway, anyway, I'll answer her. I'll answer her privately on my DM. Let's go on to the uh, foolish. You do movies. that. You, you do that. You you use your private moments uh, to explain to her why you so sexy. Okay, this, Caramel Carey. You you do that. This nigga here. I'm telling you, he, you you need help. You is something. Special. <laughs> I mean, you need help. 
All right. <laughs> we, uh, already, we already knew where this was going. Facts. Like off the rip. Off the sexy rip. anonymous. Like that that did it right there. That did it. Yeah, for sure. All right. Oh, man. All right, let's get into this. All right, let's get into this shit. Uh, Who want to kick it off? I can't. I'll go get mine out the way. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure y'all's foolish movies would be a wee bit better than my foolish movies. But my foolish movies was even foolish when I was a kid, and it's still foolish today. And a lot of people probably don't know nothing about it. It's one of those corny horror movies you come across that just like all corny. Why did you? <laughs> why did you even waste your money? You know, all a waste of money. Movie, <laughs> not all, but this particular one. Okay? All a waste of money. Whatever. Uh, what could I say last week? I don't watch trash ass movies. That yeah. that part. <laughs> but this one's definitely was a trash movie. So okay, all right, okay. Old classic eighties movie called classic. Well, <laughs> like, you know what I mean. By I'm never classic. gonna let y'all. It's an old one. Okay? I'm never gonna let y'all use the terms "good," "classic," or any of that when y'all speaking about horror movies. Like I'm just not going to allow <laughs> You're it. You're just not gonna. Let <laughs> I'm me just do not it. going to allow it. So choose your words carefully. Okay, but keep going. Oh my god. Okay, but keep So going. the movie is "Killer Clowns from Outer Space." I'm not gonna. The title you. alone. It's foolishness. It it w- it might have drawn me in because a bad movie drunk is a great movie. Like so, that's facts. That's facts. So yeah. go go ahead and 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 riddle off why this movie was foolish, sis. Okay. Well, first of all, <clears throat> so movie was made in 1988, and okay. the basis yeah. of the movie was you had these clowns that came from outer space, alien clowns, right? <laughs> and they look goofy as hell already. And what they do is they wrap you up in like a cocoon, like a cotton candy cocoon looking thing. And they take a straw. They sit the straw in the cocoon and suck you dry. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that is a... Uh... What the fuck is this? That, uh... I mean, because it's clowns. So it's like, you know, you're trying to have that whole concept. Like when you go to a circus, cotton candy kind of situation i think that's how they try to incorporate it and so like i said you had these goofy looking clowns evil looking whatever evil last (laughs) kind of situation and do that again do that again do that again (laughs) kind of situation kind of sound like a horse but okay all right (laughs) okay all right but you can say it's a clown so you know they land whatever and that's that's what they did so of course you got this little town going crazy running how me again you know kind of situation but what i'm saying is foolish because first of all i'm just going to get into it clowns period are foolish whoever <laughs> came up with clowns Facts. and the concept of clowns some something was wrong with them Facts. i don't care what nobody say they were high drugs something because it is nothing entertaining there is nothing exciting yeah. or fun about clowns yeah clowns in general creepy just just they are just in general Ooh, see i'm getting goosebumps just thinking about them like yeah. real talk <laughs> i am terrified yeah. clowns. of clowns yeah clowns are just weird. i mean when weird. i say terrified ronald mcdonald could walk in here i will freak it don't matter if they happy looking sad looking scary looking they just don't need to be looking okay <laughs> they don't need to be looking they just yeah i no i i don't i just I'm glad bro agree with me with this because seriously, that's some foolish shit right there. Like I really clowns. don't find clowns creepy. I actually find them kind of cool, honestly. Ooh. Like they just 
Like, no, no, no. They just I I legit get chills up and down my spine about clowns. I used like, to ugh. I used to be scared mm-hmm. of clowns too, but I mean I carry a gun now, so <laughs> I carry a gun now, and I'm a grown man, so I ain't really scared of shit. To be honest with you, other than Trish. Hey, I, I, other than, <laughs> other than Trish, <laughs> that's a good answer. That's, that's a good a, answer. Good answer. Good answer. That's, 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 that's a, a real good, good answer. answer. Good answer. That's the absolute fucking truth, nigga. <laughs> okay, good answer. Ain't just no. There ain't no fluff answer. Nigga. That's the truth. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. But um. But yeah, like just the whole movie, it was just foolish and it was just nothing like, yes, as a kid, did it terrify me? Absolutely. Because just looking at the clowns, I'm like, uh-uh, this ain't, I'm, I'm not about this life. But as I get older or as I'm older and the whole concept of the movie and whatever, whatnot, it's like, really? Cotton candy cocoons with the straw, you know, sucking you dry kind of situation. Did You, you could have done better than that. It was cheesy. It was a cheesy, cheesy horror movie is what it was. It was a better choice of words. Yeah, I was about to say. Being sucked dry. Yeah, like niggas use that in a different term. Because I was just just about to say, well, I love getting sucked dry. But (laughs) not by no clown. (laughs) You sure about that? Well, I don't know. You you into I mean, back in the day, I I, I didn't care. Whatever floats your boat. She could be a clown. (laughs) Boys ain't even tripping. (laughs) short and sweet i just want to put that out there because I, I i'm sure a lot of people probably don't even know what i'm talking about but it's just in general when you have those cheesy cheesy horror movies but in my brother's eyes all horror movies are ridiculous yeah so um that's what mine was on point about so y'all can go ahead with y'all's okay cool uh, uh shit i'll go all right um so mine is kind of like um ashes uh i don't know if a lot of y'all probably know about it but so i'm a huge wrestling fan and um shout out to my aunt sarita for that you know what i'm saying that's right yep Um, yep, and we gonna get to his ass right now (laughs) because he made a trash foolish ass movie called no holds barred and this movie was made in night in, in, in the 1980s. And this foolish shit right here. Um, I mean, there's a lot of foolish stuff when I was watching it actually yesterday. Um, I'm not gonna go through all of it, so I'm just gonna highlight some points because I don't want to give y'all a history lesson like I did with Anacondas. Yeah. Hey. So um <laughs> At least I know Anaconda's 33 feet, you know. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean. but this movie. This movie is basically the whole synopsis of the movie is is that Hulk Hogan is, Hulk Hogan is a professional wrestler and he's a champion in the WWF and there's this like TV network that wants to get Hulk Hogan to their network to get more ratings but he won't sign because he's a good guy and he's not going to sign with this like executive who's this rich like executive asshole and so he basically starts his own like show called like um the uh, tough man competition, which is utterly ridiculous because <laughs> it's literally people fighting on national TV and like killing people to the death. Like that would actually like that would actually air on actual TV. So okay, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, I we ain't too far away from the hunger game. Okay, <laughs> <It's like we're laughs> real talk up here. We ain't that far away from, from it. <laughs> but all right. <laughs> So this movie basically, so some of the foolish highlights is one of them is is, and I know it was the '80s, 
And, you know, trends and fashion was definitely different back in the day. But I don't know why, if you ever want to watch this movie, anybody who has Amazon Prime, it's on Amazon Prime for free. Uh, Prime uh, video. And literally, this... This <laughs> nigga literally... <laughs> this nigga Hulk Hogan... This nigga Hulk Hogan literally the whole fucking movie wears a leotard spandex outfit in different colors. And I'm not talking about, like, manly colors like black. Well, I think one of them was black. But I'm talking about, like, sky blue, uh, yellow, like, the most flamboyant-ass colors. And you got this big-ass man that's wearing these, like, a, a, a fucking leotard. Like, a, he's, like, going on a date. He's going on a date with a woman in this, like, spandex leotard. Boy, got like, literally. <laughs> yeah. Like, right, exactly. You got to stay in character. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so that's definitely beyond me. Um, some of the some other foolish stuff is is he like in the beginning he gets kidnapped by um, this limo driver, which I guess works for the executive to try to kidnap him, whatever. So he gets pulled in this like abandoned alley, and so he's actually trying to get out of the limo. So he's kicking the limo, and all you see is all these dents and stuff. Like he's just that strong where he's just kicking, 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 and there's like dents like forming outside. So they get him to. Um, the place um, uh, inside like the alleyway and he literally how he gets out of the car is he looks up at the roof of the fucking limo and he literally busses out he jumps up from the back of the limo out of the fucking limo literally busts through the fucking roof and then stands on top of the fucking roof like nigga you just bust through this shit and he stands on top of it he just it's like, Rah! and then he just goes, <laughs> and then he just goes, and then just starts beating up all these bad guys and shit. Nigga, tough. The most ridiculous shit ever. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah real tough. I mean, ex- exactly. <laughs> Sounds like Dwayne the Rock Johnson in the flesh. I was just about to say, I was like, he was, pulling, he was pulling the rock move with the door with the gate. Fake. They got shoulder exactly. muscles. Fake. Fake. And I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know how many times in this damn movie um, where they're gonna rip doors off and bust through shit, but like throughout the whole movie, whenever whenever Hulk Hogan was mad and he was trying to find so Zeus, so another character is, is Zeus. That's like the nemesis guy he has to fight at the end or whatever, which is uh, Debo from Friday. So Zeus is based. Oh, and then Zeus has this like weird ass unibrow that's like just fake as hell, and they like and you can tell they just like put this like hair on his like eyebrows to make like this weird ass unibrow. And I'm just like, why did you have to? And I mean, already he's cross-eyed. So they really highlight that he's cross-eyed. He has a unibrow. He just looks crazy. So I guess that's what they were going for, but it's just foolish as fuck. So, um, throughout the movie, fucking, um, every time Hulk Hogan gets mad or whatever, he's always like busting down a door or Zeus is busting down a door. Busting through right. walls, right? Like literally, they're just busting through doors and walls. Oh yeah, and they're always, oh and yeah. like they're always, <laughs> and they're always fucking screaming. They're always just like every time they bust, they're just like ah, and it's exactly. just like the most like, over man. Oh, yeah. It's literally the, the most roids. over the top, the most over the top shit ever. So I'm gonna finish with this. The one thing that I did not get is so Zeus. 
he's basically like this fighter for like the network or whatever stuff. So that's their prize possession. And then they challenge Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan is a fucking WWF wrestler. And he is in the movie also. And he's going up against a guy who actually kills people on national TV in like real fights. <laughs> so he challenges, he challenges a wrestler, which is a scripted, a scripted sporting event who is not a real fighter. And Hulk Hogan has to step up to the challenge to fight this real fighter who's actually a killer. <laughs> and he's literally like, this is the main event. And he has to fight this guy. And it's just like, in what world is this ever going to like, we're talking about a real killer and a fighter. Oh, and uh, Zeus is actually a felon who actually killed somebody who just got out of jail. And now it's just on this rampage of killing or whatever and stuff or like fighting people. So yeah, Hulk Hogan has to basically fight this guy. First and off, first off, my nigga, why the black man gotta be a homicidal maniac though? I know, you know right? Exactly. Fresh and that's exactly what he look. Fresh out of jail, fella. Yeah, I'm looking like, at this. Nigga. I'm looking at this poster, and I'm on IMDb, and Hulk Hogan's face is just priceless with this earth look. <laughs> <laughs> this and that was <laughs> <laughs> this shit was so ridiculous. So. I'm going to end on this one, on, on this little note that I thought was one of the most foolish things at the end. So at the end, so the bad TV executive or whatever and stuff, he's basically like inside this like little studio thing. So he's getting mad. So he's ripping off all this studio equipment and stuff because he's mad because Zeus is like losing to Hulk Hogan. So Hulk Hogan surges back. He's fighting him, punching him, whatever. It's like that. So they somehow get on top of like this like ramp or whatever and stuff. So he pretty much like hits um uh, hits Zeus with like this double axe handle forearm and he falls down to what presumes to I guess be his death or knocks him out or whatever. And then he starts to go after the TV executive. The TV executive falls back into the fucking um to the fucking monitors and stuff that he's kind of like ripped apart and he gets electrocuted and he dies. Hulk Hogan walks away. The crowd that's in the arena that watched all this stands up and starts clapping and cheering. And then Hulk Hogan just comes to his like victory and just like, oh yeah, guys, thank you, thank you. And I'm like, so we're just not gonna we're not gonna say anything, call the police, ambulance, <laughs> nothing about a guy who just fucking died by being electrocuted. <laughs> or the guy that fell off, or the guy that fell uh freaking 30 feet from the fucking rafters into the fucking ring and down to his i guess grave i don't know but we're not gonna talk about those two guys we're just gonna we're just gonna praise hulk hogan and ride off into the sunset the most foolish shit i've seen but at the end of the day i love my wrestling i still support hulk hogan and i support anything that's wrestling so i will watch it again god damn it so fuck (laughs) y'all you can go ahead and watch that food yeah you can catch that okay Though again, uh, a bad movie, drunk is a great movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I wish I was drunk or something. I don't know. When y'all called me yesterday, I thought I was high. I was not high. I was just, uh, <laughs> sure I was that? just, I was just basking. I was basking in my glory of uh, being naked. So, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> that that part is what I, what I was struggling with. Okay. I was like, put on a shirt. You <laughs> trying to see how it is? Well, okay. All right. Uh, let's go and get into my number three. Uh, my number three is two movies, but, uh, I was only going to sit through one, uh, because I couldn't watch the other one in the same day or in the same week. So, uh, 
<laughs> my two movies are going to be uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender, and Dragon Ball. Um, if you're like me growing up, uh, you know what I'm saying? You kind of got your start in anime with Dragon Ball Z. I mean, it's kind of like, it was like a ritual for us, right? Especially it started like in middle school, you get out of school, you know, that shit was coming on. You watch it, it was dope. It was some shit you had never seen. It was some super cool shit. Um, so, you know, when you growing up as a kid, right, you think, oh man, I wanted like, if they ever make like a real movie, you know what I'm saying? Like with real people, like a live action film. Um, and then, uh, you know, you think, I always think that, oh man, that shit, that shit would be great, man. You know, you think about what actors going to play. You always imagine it being like this super dope film. Uh, fast forward a few years later, a show came out called The Avatar, The Last Airbender, um, which was great right like it, it it had a it had character to it it had a life it, it had a great storyline like the voiceover actors were phenomenal like it was just a really dope show from top to bottom really went in wrong with it uh although my complaint about the show just around here for a second was always that ang was too much of a bitch and i don't really believe in compassion i believe in putting things on people but you know that is what it is you know what i'm saying uh, it is oh, what it is, goodness. you know what I'm saying? You know, he's the he's the protagonist, right? He's gotta be the good guy and shit. I like somebody that like to, you know, fuck people up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm a good guy, but I'm a fucking motherfucker up if you say some shit the wrong way. But you know, alright, we'll keep it moving. So fast forward a couple of years later, they released the movie. They released these movies. First one I think I saw was Dragon Ball, followed by either the following year or the year after that. Uh they released Avatar, Last Airbender. Uh so the one that I decided to watch, because I wasn't about to watch both of these motherfuckers. <laughs> Because uh, both of them were massive failures, right? That you got all this fucking source material, which made, which again, I don't understand, right? Because same thing with gaming movies, right? They got these super dope ass games, super popular that like millions of people buy that they fall in love with. They have a shit ton of fucking source material, and then they make the fucking movie completely different from the fucking source material. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. But the reason why I watched the Avatar because the Avatar, for the most part, still stayed pretty close to the source material. But it had one major, major flaw. And this is this is really like the time when like I really noticed this. Because before that, I hadn't really paid much attention to it. But the acting was so fucking terrible, man. I do not know <laughs> how the people got casted in this movie. Or how they even wrote this movie. How the producers sat there and watched any of these scenes and said, No, we gotta scrap this shit and get some new people in here. Like, this shit just ain't gonna fucking work. Like, when I say everybody in the movie was fucking monotone, had no life, had no energy, it just really fucking sucked. Because if you watch the show, the people that are in there, I mean, the, the characters that are in there, like, Aang is like this this bubbly, lighthearted, like, he's like a kid, right? And so his, his entire job as the Avatar is to bring balance to the world and be, like, the symbol of peace and shit, right? Like, uh, there's... Just give you a quick breakdown. There's four elements, right? Earth, wind, fire, and water, right? And he can do all four elements. In the show, you can either earthbender, a firebender, a waterbender, or an airbender, or in general, right? Like, or you may not be able to bend at all. But they have tribes and shit. That's basically how they break it up. Well, as the avatar, he can use all four elements. Really, you're only supposed to be able to use one. So he's like the symbol of peace. Uh but the motherfucking movie, first off, then in the in just just off the rip. Right, they named this nigga Ung in a movie. In a show, his name is Ang. Like, why in the fuck would you change it? <laughs> <What the fuck? laughs> like, <laughs> like, you made the movie fucking worse. Like, you made the name worse. Like, you made the name worse. Like, he already had a name. Like, why would you change the name? That's, a, that's a, like, 
if if my name is Raphael, my name is Raphael in any fucking country I go to. That shit doesn't change in a different fucking yeah, right? You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't change in in a in any other country. That's what my fucking name is. It gets translated to a different fucking language. So off the rip, right? Like they can't they name this motherfucker Ung. Like who the fuck thought this shit was cool? Like who thought this shit was cool? Okay. Like who had Nickelodeon signed off on the shit? Because the show came out through Nickelodeon. It's like Nickelodeon source material. Uh, who the fuck? Which one of you white folks signed off on this shit? I need to holler at y'all. Because off the rip, that shit was fucking terrible. And then the kid that they chose, oh my God. Like, I feel bad for the kid. He's a kid, right? It ain't really his fault. He don't know he can't act. But somebody should have told him that. Uh, he said he don't know. Somebody uh, should have said something. Bro, I'm saying choose a different kid, bro. It's like he looked the most like Aang, which he didn't, right? But anyway, we'll, we'll get past all that. But, I mean, just, oh my God, the acting was just so terrible. And, and... The, the chemistry between the, the on-screen actors just wasn't there. It was just a, it was just a fluff job. Uh, a lot of a lot of monotonous. If y'all ever watch the show, if you've never seen the show, then you can't then this may be hard for you because if you watch the show, like everybody in the show has great chemistry, character, life. Like it is just it's an entirely different thing. And as a fan of the show, someone who loved the show, who watched every every episode all the way through. It was just the most botched job, the most botched adaptation, probably next to Resident Evil's because niggas that fucking love Resident Evil's fucking hate the Resident Evil movies to death. So I can't yeah. really compare. Because I ain't going to lie, Resident Evil, the game, that was my shit. Like, yeah, I, I, I never followed that. And, yeah. and when I saw the movies, I was like, oh. Yeah, I ain't never played the game, so I really can't, <laughs> I really can't compare. Oh, I done played it and beat it. That was my shit. Yeah, so... As a fan of the show, watching the movie, it was just fucking terrible. It, like I said, it stayed pretty close to the source material, but as far as being like one of the, one of the worst adaptations of a movie of all time, it like it's definitely up there. I I, I just don't get it. Uh, but the reason why I talked about Avatar because I at least wanted to watch the Avatar last last Airbender because like I said, they stayed close to the source material. I won't even get into Dragon Ball. You ain't even got to watch Dragon Ball Z to know that Dragon Ball was a fucking terrible movie. Uh, so that's my number three. Um, please, people, if you make a movie, stay as close to the source material. Uh, Marvel has done an incredible job with that, and as you can see, has been a worldwide success. And then when you pick A list actors, I don't not, know about that. Not really even A list actors, bro. Like they got the numbers to prove. I don't, I don't care what you think. <laughs> like, I don't know about that. Like, I don't know about that. <laughs> like it just goes to show. Like if you stay close to the source material, like the shit is dope. Like if you if you don't, then What's the point of making a fucking movie? You already have something that people love. So if you're trying to adapt that to live screen, like, yeah, you got to change a few things here and there to make it realistic. Because obviously with technology and human people, you can only do so much. But don't steer away from what made the shit great to begin with. Because at the, at the end of the day, you're going to make a terrible fucking product that who all the people that showed up to watch it love aren't going to love. So yeah. if if we ever blow up and anybody in Hollywood that, that that's listening to me, just do your fucking job, bro, and just stay close Ooh. to the source material. Oh, wow! Oh, oh wow, man! Okay, yeah. Jesus, so aggressive, man! Yeah, well, we coming with the heat today. Woo! Thanks. I love it. Yeah. Okay, I'm just sorry because it's just getting me heated all over again. But I shouldn't be that mad at Avatar Last Airbender because uh, at Avatar movie because I mean like. They they did like I said they did a pretty good job staying close to the source material, but I mean I just don't see how they sat up there and watched that shit and thought yo this shit is gonna be fire, like <laughs> man, this this monotone and no energy kid that we got running this running this movie 
Yeah, this 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 shit is gonna bring people in. Yeah, yeah. Fuck out of here, man. Remake that shit. Shit was fucking terrible. <laughs> oh yeah, and I saw this shit the other day. Uh, whatchamacallit? It was a meme. It said instead of making instead of remaking old classics, how about y'all remake trash ass movies that should have been good to begin with? You know what I'm saying? Quit quit trying to remake dope ass movies. You know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. remake some shit yeah. that was fucking terrible. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's what I've been noticing. They've been remaking, like, movies. Like, I, I agree with you on that. Like, movies that were already made and they were really, really good, they're remaking those movies. Why? Yeah. It was nothing wrong with it the first time. Because it's a big draw yeah. to get people into the box office real quick to make a yeah. quick buck. You know what I'm saying? You got a name to bring people in. It's, it's yep. you know, you know, it is what it is. Uh, <clears throat> King. Yeah, stop that bullshit. <laughs> Damn. You know no, I'm glad Damn. he said that because oh. Lion King is one of my favorite favorite movies, and I was so excited when they were doing what they were doing, and I was disappointed. I don't know if because I had such high expectations, whatever the case may be. I sure was too, but well, I was disappointed. I was like, oh, and I'm not going to lie. No disrespect to Beyonce. She's talented. She's got skills. Her voice killed it for me for Nala. Just saying. That, that did it for me. I ain't the moment it. she started talking, I just said, uh. Oh. I okay. ain't see it. But at the same time, I think the biggest issue that they're not taking into account with this is that you can't really capture the magic of the first one if, like, the people that's watching it are people who've seen it and then they're trying to recapture that same magic. We're going to see it again because it'll never live until yeah. when you saw it as a kid, right? Like, it's just not going to. So it's just kind of yeah. pointless to do that. But anyway, let's get off of this though. Let's get into these topics though, sis. All right, topics today. It's going to be very interesting. So today we are going to talk about gender roles, okay, and interracial dating. What are your thoughts on those kind of situations? So you're going to get our point of view from all three of us in regard to gender roles, what a man play in a relationship, what a woman play in a relationship, and our thoughts on interracial dating. So let's go on and jump into this. Okay. Well, let's get into gender roles first. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to start this off the same way they always do. And I'm going to ask a series of questions, y'all. So because first one I'm going to ask you is because uh, you got to grow up with both your mom and your dad. Um, uh-huh. And also you've been married yourself. So as yeah. far as gender roles go, how do you feel like your mom and dad split up the responsibilities in the household growing up? Like, what was your perspective of like how they handled their roles according to, you know, the, the gender patriarch. Cause in most relationships back, not most relationships, but you know, previous it was man went to work, woman stayed at home, took care of the kids, right. uh, both your mom right. and your dad work. So how did they balance those responsibilities? Um, uh, growing up, my father, he actually, um, he actually was kind of like in and out of like work, um, growing up, like when I was in like middle school, high school, um, he, he kind of took on more, I would say more of the responsibility of almost like a mother figure, kind of, kind of mm-hmm. like being there for like our practices, our games. Like, I don't, I don't remember my dad ever missing a practice or a game or anything oh, damn. like at all a practice yeah 
yeah, practice. Like he he was always there. He was always trying to be like one of the assistant coaches. He was always <laughs> trying to be there. Okay. Like he just wanted to be a part. Um now I don't know from his perspective if that was him like saying, Hey, like this is what I want to do and I don't care about working. But a lot of times he really wasn't working. And uh my mom kind of took on a lot of that responsibility and being like you know, she was trying to start businesses and like hair, you know, hair salons and different things or whatever. So growing up, like the like the gender roles was just like, yeah, like my dad was just like there at all our games and practices. And my mother was more like the breadwinner of the family. And, and but then also I look at like personality wise or whatever and stuff. My dad really wasn't a um uh and, and like i don't want to say he wasn't a driven person because he wanted to like have things or whatever and stuff but i think a lot of the drive to have a lot of the things that you know they have or like wanted or whatever and stuff came more from my mom than my dad i think my dad literally just wanted to be a father and he was happy with that like yeah. by any means it was like hey i'm happy i could just provide i could just have a regular job whatever he didn't want any more than that and, uh, and that's perfectly fine okay. whereas my mom she was the one that wanted like, hey, I want, you know, I want houses, I want cars, I want to travel, I want to do this, blah, 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 and stuff like that. I really don't even think my dad even cared about traveling or anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he really just, just having his family. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. having his family. Okay. And, and and that's really all he cared about. So, like, the gender roles growing up for me and my brother um, were, I, I guess you can say, almost kind of flipped because it was just like my dad was just kind of in and out of work and stuff like that. And then he focused a lot on ministry. Yeah. And, um, you know, trying to do the church and stuff like that. Um, so I don't know if that was an excuse not to have a job or whatever. You know, I, I have no idea. Nah. But, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, I, I mean, that was, I mean, that was our childhood. And, I mean, we struggled yeah. a lot because of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because my dad was in and out of work. So my mom was trying to hold it down. But she was also trying to start a business. And anybody, I mean, just like us trying to start a podcast, like, you're not making money off this. You oh, know no, what I'm saying? No. So you yeah, really you start. We definitely. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You exactly. Yeah, so, you know, you really you know what I'm saying? You seeing profit till like, a, at least a couple of years in. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's even exactly. successful, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. you know what I'm saying? My mother started a bunch of businesses and stuff. And, you know, she was she was always trying to be the entrepreneur and stuff like that. And my dad was just more so like, hey, I'd rather just do this. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And uh-huh. so, yeah. But as far as responsibilities like around the house, right? Like, did who would you say did most of the cooking and cleaning? Um, I would like to say it was almost equal, but I would say a little bit more of my mom because I didn't really okay. see my dad cook in like the kitchen or anything. Um, he would like clean up here and there and stuff. Um, he would do like laundry and things like that. But, um, yes, as far as like cooking aspect, my mom always kind of handled that. She would come home from, from work and she would do all the cooking and stuff. Um, okay. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, did they ever, did you ever see like arguments behind like, Oh yeah, Respo- for sure. Like responsibilities for sure. in the house. Okay. For yeah. sure. All right. That's for sure. That, that, that always tends to be a case. Okay. So sis, um, your mom was mad for, your mom was married for a period of time, right? Uh, yes. Okay, so, in which case, let's get your thoughts on it. What would you, how would you say the, how they balance their gender roles in the house as far as, you know, how they handle so, things and responsibilities? So, both my mom and stepdad were go-getters. Like, they 
both had a goal. Like at one point I actually had to live with my grandma for like four or five years because my mom got her CDL to drive trucks like my stepdad and they did team, um, uh, they rode together. Oh, wow. So they would be gone like four or six weeks at a time, but they did that for a reason because they had a goal. They were saving up so to get a house built to put money down on the house. Yeah. You know, so they were very like driven in that in that aspect. Like, let's get this money. Let's achieve this. And they did. You know, we had the, you know, lived in the suburbs, the big house, you know, whatever, whatnot. They, you know, they worked hard for that. Well, when my mom stopped, working on the on the road she didn't work for a while because she didn't have a job but my stepdad always provided he always worked mortgage paid bills paid of course my mom being at the house grocery shopping cooking you know at that time i was a teenager so we both cleaned the house it just wasn't my, my mom brought me up independent it was i'm cleaning up after you want to help me clean this house kind no. of situation I mean, so um yeah so that was that and then she went back to work and so both of them worked it wasn't, oh, one stay home, one work, whatever, whatnot. The way I've always seen it, the way my mom brought me up, where it was the man's responsibility to pay the big bill. So the way my mom and my stepdad did it, like I said, both worked. But the way they paid bills was my stepdad, he paid the mortgage. He paid the car payment. You know, he paid, uh, you know, whatever, home insurance, whatever the case may be. My mom, she did like the internal stuff. She paid the cable bill. She paid for the groceries, if that makes sense. Yeah. She that's that's the stuff that she paid for. So he paid the big stuff. My mom paid for the little stuff. That's how they did it. Um. So uh, now, far okay. as like the cooking and stuff, you know, my stepdad would cook, you know, every now and then. But I would say my mom did majority of the cooking weekends. We, uh, we, you know, pretty much ate out, did stuff as a family, went out and stuff like that. But during the week kind of situation, yeah, my mom, you know, my mom would cook. Even though she still, you know, she worked, she still cooked. Okay. Uh, kind of situation, though. So that's how I saw, you know, their their relationship when, when they were married. Okay. And did they, did they ever fight over the responsibilities in the home? Um... I've never seen them really fight over responsibilities of the home. They, I mean, I, I any like any normal couple, yeah. Did they fight, yeah. you know, over money or a situation? Absolutely. Uh, either my mom thought my stepdad was being too cheap on something, <laughs> or <laughs> or you know, uh, you know, or you know, arguing about a little bill here and there or whatever. Or not so. Which, I, I, like I said, any couple, all couples have that conversation and argued and. You know when it when it came to money and stuff like that, but when it came to responsibilities in the house, I want to say no because again, my stepdad was still a truck driver. Yeah. So I mean, he was on the road a lot. Gone. So when yeah. he come home, yeah, he had the rest. Okay. And yeah. So he, you know, he would be gone. So obviously, guess who's taking care of the house while he's gone? Me yeah. and my mom. Again, I'm in high school. I'm a teenager. So well, you know, at that time, I'm, yeah, you're a teenager, yeah, I'm so clean, yeah, I'm clean a lot of help behind you can myself. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, okay. my mom started me, you know, young or whatever, whatnot. So at that time, both of us taking care of the house, both of us is, you know, clean or whatever, whatnot. Even at that time, I already started learning cooking little things here and there. You know, to feed myself. You know, especially I'm home and my mom's still at work. So um, yeah. So responsibilities of the house still, you know, fell on 
her and I. Because even then, you know, I was, you know, I would wash, try to learn to wash my own clothes while she washed her and her husband stuff and stuff like that. So okay. uh, they really, yeah, they really didn't, you know, argue too much. And then when, but he, but he, he did his, you know, man duties too, though, like cut the lawn, you know, upkeep, the maintenance on the pool, the backyard, you know, he did what he's supposed to do as a man. Okay, yeah. You know, so, and it, and if it's something he couldn't do, obviously he will hire someone to try to fix it and do it or whatever, so he nope. did stay on uh, on top of that. Okay. <laughs> I said, nope. <laughs> All right, so y'all. Because I said, I'm doing everything. Yeah. I'm doing everything. I can't, it's going to stay broke until only, I figure it out. Only thing I can't do is like pest control, right? Like, you got to pay somebody to do that shit. But if that shit break, I'm fixing it. And if I can't fix it, it's broke until I can fix it. <laughs> Facts. Okay. All Facts. Right. Um... I would say that um, if if you if I'm using the word correctly, I guess growing up in my house was sort of an oxymoron because um, my mom was always a driven person. Um, mm-hmm. I believe that my stepdad had a lot of ambitions, but really he was very he wasn't a pen to paper type of person, right? Like write it down. Like, here's the plan. Here's what I'm going to do to get to that. And, Uh, you know, he just kind of, he kind of, you know, uh, I would say he had the, he definitely didn't have the best attitude. So when he didn't want to work for nobody. So, you know, he had like, he was like a a handyman, I guess you could say. Um, uh, and and to a certain extent, maybe like a a jack of all trades. Uh, but, uh, but a master of nothing. Yeah, but a master of none, really. Uh, so it was it was interesting growing up because, uh, like, my mom was the breadwinner, right? Like, she made all the money. Like, if money. if you want, if 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 we're just being honest, my stepdad didn't make hardly any money. And there was one point in time where where he was right. And I'm sure life was good. Um, um, and this was after I, I moved out the house. Um, he was driving trucks uh, back and forth to Florida. Uh, taking loads and so he's making pretty decent money man um and that's really about the only time maybe for like a short year maybe two that like he truly provided like real financial help to my mom but for the most part their relationship was seriously strained because um uh she was the breadwinner and you know he you know i'm saying uh didn't really make much money at all so you know he just kind of took audience jobs and uh that's that's just kind of how it was um, and as far as the responsibilities around the house, like I said, when they got together, we were pretty much teenagers. Um, but also his kids and came and lived with us. So all my stepbrothers and sisters uh, came and lived with us. And that, that brought four of his kids in with us who were all my age or older. You know, one was. Also, not only your mom was more the breadwinner, and but then still had to be a breadwinner of extra mouths to feed and stuff, too. Yeah, right. So, like, wow. we had seven kids in the house. <laughs> yeah. So. That's crazy. Um, it's amazing. Uh, that the that the marriages lasted right because to be honest with you, that would break most people in our generation. Oh, um, absolutely! But you know, sure. the older older generation, you know, they hold on to the to those words and 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 their their their, their faith in, in the religion says, you know, hey, yo, till death do us part. Like my mom takes that takes yeah. that seriously. But I would imagine they, that and they do take that serious. Yeah, they, they take that all the way. Yeah, at, at, at times, like there probably were times that she definitely wanted to give in, but. As far as gender roles went in the house, um, oh, my parents never hear this, but they didn't really do shit. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, we we did. Well, it. Hell, they had seven kids. Yeah, in the right. House. Y'all better get to work. Like, yeah, we did everything. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, we we cooked and cleaned and uh, and we cut the yard. Uh, stepdad would help out uh, every now and then uh, with like housework and stuff. I mean, like like yard work. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, we we did everything right because I mean we were of age, and I hated cleaning up. Um, and, uh, but you know, if, if eventually it had to get done, right? But um, I just know that as far as financially though, um, I know that you know most of their frust- most of the frustrations and all that had to come from that because uh, you know, my mom worked from like sun up till sundown, uh, went to work before we went to school came home after, you know what I'm saying? Uh, stepdad sometimes too. Uh, but as, like, I, I didn't have a traditional, how can you say upbringing where, you know, where I got to see a mom and a dad in an element where to see how they balanced the household responsibilities with kids who weren't old enough to do most of it. You know what I'm saying? We were all old enough to cut the yard. Uh, my older stepbrother, he was older than me. So we cut the yard uh, and you know, we clean the house, you know what I'm saying? Before we yeah. can even go to the pool on Saturday, we had to clean the house. So it wasn't really much for them to do, you know? Uh, but I would tell you that the way in which they split the finances is just so amazing to me. Uh, because like you were saying, since like, you know, your mom was traditional with it. Like the man paid most of the bigger things, yeah. mortgage, yeah. car payment, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, you know, she probably took care of, like, light bill, water bill, like, exactly. things like exactly. that. Exactly, light uh, bill, water bill, cable, groceries, yeah. exactly. So, I'm pretty sure the way it worked in my house was uh, my mom paid for everything, and my stepdad helped out where he could. Uh, because I want to say that my on, on a good year, with him's little odd-end jobs, he might have pulled in 30 k a year, maybe, on a good year. You know what I'm oh, saying? Wow. Like, you know, I'm old enough now to, to, to understand how money works. How <laughs> yeah. So I already know that, like, how he was working and, you know, the things he was trying to do, the things he did, he would be lucky to pull in 30K. And even still, at that time, like, that would probably be not poverty level. You know what I'm saying? Because if you live in an apartment, I mean, 30,000, you know, gets you slightly comfortable. But... Um, I know that it was always a, a, a heavy strain because my mom, you know, worked hard and, uh, you know, she wanted, she wanted a life of luxury, right? Like I'm, I'm pretty sure she imagined that she was marrying a, a man with, uh, who had goals and ambitions. He truly did. Right. Like when you hear him talk, right. He, he sound convincing, like, but I just don't think that, you know, he quite understood the amount of work it would take, the marketing, yeah. the, 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 the advertisement, the cost that it would be to truly get his business or the way that he wanted it to be, like to the level that he wanted it. And, yeah. you know, anything like that is going to cause frustration in a family because, you know, at some point in time, to me, the way that I feel, and I'll never hold this against anybody, but as a man, at some point in time, you got to be able to provide. Absolutely. So you got to let that pride go. Absolutely. And so you know, you got to do what you have to do. So that's why I say growing up in my house, it was kind of an oxymoron because, like I said, my mom was the breadwinner, like, by far. Like, probably made four times as much as my stepdad. Um, and so then you had seven kids on top of that, um, which that was a strained relationship because they came in as teenagers. So, again, you know, how do you balance well, who's going to address the kids? And, and it was kind of like a... They tried to discipline us together, but then it was kind of like, well, you know, these are your kids. These are, and my mom kind of just didn't want to ha- handle his kids because, like, those are yours. And so, you know, 
I guess out of respect, you know, like you speak to Yogan, but she ain't had no issue with that nigga talking to us crazy. But <laughs> <laughs> she, on the other hand, she let him do his thing with his kids. But uh, as far as the, the responsibilities of it, it was it was always interesting. That's why I would say because looking back on it, like as a kid, you know, what I'm saying I just was tired and fed up and hated all of this shit growing up. Yeah. But looking back on it, right, I think about how it was growing up, and it's just odd to me because. Like I said, when I think about the way me and Trish handle things and the way we just work, it's like, even though we have our own issues, you know, as, as far as gender responsibilities, because, uh, but, but on, on that end, it was just always weird. So, uh, because uh, to you though, would you say that, uh, that responsibilities as far as helping around the house, was that any strain on your marriage? It might've been what caused quite a rift. As far as like helping take care of the kids, helping around the house, things like that. Um, no, um, because I always like helped out. Okay. I, 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 I like literally always helped out. Like I actually love doing laundry to this day. So that's weird. Um, <laughs> you can come do mine. <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> yo, I would not put laundry I on love, the top of the list. Of I, I love doing laundry. I would. I would rather do laundry than dishes any day. See, I rather wash dishes. I rather wash dishes. Ah, see, uh, see, that's that. my sister because I, I rather that. wash. Dishes. <laughs> yeah, I don't like drying dishes. Though. <laughs> I don't like drying dishes. Though. I, I, the whole folding of clothes and all that. I rather wash dishes. Yeah, you yeah. do the laundry. I, I'll do the kitchen. It's like because the basket never ends, right? Like it's like yeah. every time <laughs> I reach into it, ends. it's, it's more like, clothes. More? <laughs> like, but what but is it? okay, so. uh so as far as handling the, so there was never an issue where in the back of your head, like I'm the man, I'm paying the bills. You the woman, stay in the house. You do what you supposed to do. No, okay. no, not at all. And that's great. Yeah, that's 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 good because a lot of yeah. people already still think like that. Yeah, no, like I never had any problem with like doing. Um, you know what I'm saying? Even when you know what I'm saying, my ex wife. You know what I'm saying? We um when we lived, you know what I'm saying when we was together and shit. Um. I helped her go through school and she took care of the kid or whatever and stuff. I worked, but then I still came home and I would still do laundry. I would still do things at the house or whatever and stuff. But our agreement was, it was just like, Hey, look, I don't care. Like, Hey, look, you want to go to school. You're trying to finish your education. That's cool. And then on top of that, it's just like, Hey, well I'm at work. So, and then she kind of didn't want, well, actually both of us, we didn't want to pay for daycare. So we was like, that's just expensive as fuck. Yeah. So, I was lucky enough to actually have a job that um, that we could afford to not have to put her in daycare so she could like stay with her most of the day and just like chill with her and like play with her and help her read and like do all these things with her. And um, and yeah, I basically just worked and um, and, and it all worked out. And that was actually my plan from the beginning because we had moved from Oklahoma to Florida. And that was my whole plan from the beginning. I was just like, I want to try to find a job where like you don't have to work. So you can actually, you know what I'm saying, take care of our, you know, saying daughter and everything like that and blah, blah, blah. And it all worked out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. And, and I mean, there was no issue. I would come home or whatever and stuff. And like, there was no issue. You know, she would cook sometimes. I would cook sometimes. And yeah, there was no issue in that. You know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? A lot of our issues weren't, you know, gender roles. You know what I'm saying? A lot of our issues were just other things. You know okay. what I'm saying? But it definitely wasn't gender roles. Because, you know, for me, you know, I feel like I'm just a man. It was just like, look. I don't look at a woman as like, oh, hey, you should be doing this or doing that or doing that. Like, no, like, you know what I'm saying? This is an equal partnership at the end of the day. Okay. And see, that's how I feel about it. And I honestly feel like that's how it should be. 
teamwork makes the dream work, man. Like, yeah, it do, does. do it together. Yeah. I, I honestly don't feel like it should be one or the other. Like, especially when we're both working, like, I work, you know, y'all know the kind of hours and, and stuff, you know, I be putting in. Like, I work hard. Yeah. And, you know, my man work hard. We both work. Like, it should be a team effort. It shouldn't be where I should expect you to have the house clean or do this when you get home or you expect me to be doing all this when I get home. Help help each other out. You get what I'm saying? Like, do it together. And I think that would help out a lot because if you try to put everything all on one person, that weighs that person down. That person gets tired. You know, they get stressed out. And then they start feeling some kind of way like, okay, I work 40-plus hours a week just like you do. Why do you feel like I'm the one that has to clean up the whole house by myself? Yeah. You know, it, yep. it, it really should exactly. go both ways. Now, I will say this. If you're in a relationship where, and it goes both ways, if the woman's not working for whatever reason, regardless if she has kids or not, let's say she don't have kids, she's not working, you cool with her being at home, whatever, whatnot, you work all day, every day, 40 plus hours a week. Do I expect something to be done around the house? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Especially if you at home all day. Yeah. What are you doing? You get what I'm saying? Because I've seen it where women will do that and then they still expect the man to help them do something. No, boo-boo. You at home. You chose to stay home. You need to do something. But it goes the same way. You got men who are staying home now and women are working. You know, again, if you make that choice and if kids are not involved, then, yeah, you need to step it up in the house. Now, if there's kids involved, yeah, you're taking care of the kids or whatever or not. But at the same time, you're still taking care of the household. Yeah. In a way, that's your job. And that goes both ways. Whoever's staying home, you're taking care of home. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah, because if... And then... Obviously, the person who's working, I'm not saying they don't do nothing. Again, it's still a team effort. You know, still appreciate each other, still help each other out. But obviously, the person that's staying home would be doing a little bit more home stuff than the person who is working and, you know, not home all the time. Yeah. But overall, to me, I've seen it. It just, it should be more of a team effort. Like, do it together. It's not... Oh, you do this, you do that, you do that. Just hell, knock it out, get it done out the way, you know. <laughs> like, just, yeah, you know. Well, let me let me interject here for a second because not I completely agree with all that. Uh, and I would say even at times, uh, me and me and Trish, what's up? Oh, sorry. Um, I had sorry guys, I had some uh, candles burning in my room and. Uh, I just dropped one of the candles and the wax fell on my carpet. This nigga. So I'm scrubbing it up. Wait, I thought I heard scrubbing. I'm like, wait, who's scrubbing right this, now? This nigga here. Yo, I got to set the ambiance. I got to set the ambiance in here. You know what I'm saying? Candles and one of the candles burning. And one of the candles fell over. <laughs> on a podcast, nigga. I'm burn a live on a podcast. Hey, I like to set my ambiance. So, oh my <laughs> extra ass nigga here. Extra. Wait, I was I'm, like, yo, I'm sorry, I want I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry too. I, I wanted to say, oh shit, so bad. I was like, oh shit, I just, I just, I just spilt over the fucking candle, wax all over my floor. But this is what I'm trying to understand, real quick. We're talking about 
gender roles and going to lead into interracial dating. What said in the candle for the mood? Does that have to do with gender roles and interracial dating? Cuz just like to be relaxed. You should been a candle. Thank you. Thank you. Cuz just like to be relaxed, man. Thank you. I just like to be relaxed. You know what I'm saying? Cole Theory likes to be in his setting and just be chilling, you know what I'm saying? I mean, just like to be relaxed. Right now, right now I'm just sitting in my robe. You no. know, naked no. with my candles on and doing my naked. Podcast, oh no, know? that part. Okay. <laughs> exactly why I said what I said. Exactly why I said what I said. This. <laughs> anyway, this guy. I'm sorry, bro. Gonna break it. Down. All right, continue, continue, continue. <laughs> so there's there's a lot of variables to this, and so, um, because even deeper than just, because obviously if one person is working, and then another person is staying home with the kids, um. I will say that um, it depends, right? Because uh, even if you go to work and you're the person making all the money, then if the wife is staying home and taking care of the kids, now if the kids are of school age, then it's a little different. If the kids are not of school age and all three, let's say you got two or three kids and they're all home all the time because oh, they're not school age, then <laughs> that is way more than a full-time job. Trust oh, me. absolutely. Uh, because... <laughs> Because, like I said, it's variables, right? So what if, just like the same if both of y'all are working, right? What if one person's job is sitting in the office all day and the other person's job is, you know, he's he's a laborer. You know, he's a welder. He welds all day. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you got, I can see, of course it should be teamwork, but how is he supposed to put 50-50 in when the moment he sits down on the couch, he falls asleep? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's... I got you. I do think that, like, you have to take into account... Certain things that where as a partner you gotta understand that like yo your partner is tired, Absolutely. like like yeah there's a certain yeah. amount of there's a certain amount of stress that comes with every job you know what I'm saying, but at the same time like if your job is not physically as exhausting as someone else's then you can't also ask for them to put in equal miles like oh, it's your I off agree day for sure your off I day agree 100%. you need to be helping right about that yep. yeah you need to be helping but. If he just got off a ten-hour shift where you know he been picking up fifty-pound bricks and shit, like it's just—I mean, <laughs> like pound bricks. Like I'm just saying, fifty-pound. Like you say, he been hugging around heavy weight, heavy equipment all day. Like asking him to like cook and clean because you know you tired. I don't know if you was as tired as him though. Like no, that's no, so that's why I, that's all I'm saying. All. So, so maybe it should be more on depending on the circumstance. I'm saying so like so when it comes to to gender roles right like i'm saying when it shouldn't be any gender roles it should be because i do still think there are certain things that well let me change that i do still think that there are certain things that should be gender roles like a man should cut the yard and you know saying do all do all of that though you know definitely the wife can help out you know like maybe like pulling weeds and stuff that's kind of like what me and trish do but at the same time like uh i don't think you can really compare like like I said, like me, where like I stand on my feet all day, and then my wife, her job, Trish's job, isn't so much as physical. Like when I get, cause she'll tell you, like when I get home, I sit on the couch, nigga, I'm I'm going to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Like if I if I sit down on the couch, like there's some days where I come on, I'm going to sleep. But at the same time, I I I do need to be better because she'll get on me, right? Like sometimes she'll be like, yo, um, like yo, I need you to do this, and I need you to do that, and so she'll she'll be somewhat frustrated with me because she don't feel like I'm helping out enough, and I always tell her like. Yo, baby, you know, all you got to do is ask. Like, I've never told you no. Yeah. Like, you never asked me to do anything. I got upset with you. But at the same right. time, like, when I get home, like, not only is my job stressful from having to deal with fucking kids all day yeah. who are supposed to be adults. 
That part. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but also, <laughs> like, <laughs> some of these days, I'll be physically tired. Me, like, I'm lifting up heavy batteries all day, putting in people's cars, you know what I'm saying, lugging around parts. You know what I'm saying? Like, I tell, like, I tell every day, you know, like, most people go, like, like with smartwatches, I mean, smartwatches and Fitbit watches and shit, so walk 10,000 steps. On a light day at work, I put in 15,000 steps. On a heavy day, I can put in twenty two to twenty five thousand. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm walking eight to ten miles a day sometimes. Like so, I ain't like at work just chilling. Um, yeah. Real quick, I'm when I'm with my girl, I put in sixty nine thousand. Sixty nine thousand. Really a nigga had Continue. to put a six nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So I'm saying when you're talking about gender roles, I'm I'm saying is there has to be a deep level communication and to get an understanding. Because like I said, like with the baby, like I do whatever. Like with Raylan, like I'm helping out no matter what, right? Because also I didn't want to be that. I don't want to be, I want to change. I want to be the generation that changes how men look at the relationship. Like, okay, if both people are working, you can't be asking a woman to do everything around the house. That ain't how shit work. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, you need to be helping out. And on top of that, Years before, uh, previous, you know, men were perfectly content with going to work, working 16, 17 hour shifts because they didn't want to come home and have to raise kids. Let's just call it what it is. Oh, they didn't want to deal with kids. Yeah. So they, their mindset was, look, they I'm going to go to work. More hours yeah. and have to come home and yell. I'll put as many hours as I need to to pay these bills around this motherfucker as long as you take care of the kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the woman stayed home and she worked. And, you know, like, we're now getting out of that that, that patriarchal mindset. Now, mm-hmm. if, now, y'all can still have that, but you got to understand, right? Like, if he gonna be, if he or she gonna be footing all the bills, then the other person at home has to be the person to take care of the house. And that's just the reality. It don't even matter. It you don't even matter, gender, just whoever at the yeah. house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm saying, unless you got a super cushy-ass job, like security or some shit, where you sit in the chair all day, then, nah, nigga, when you get off and I'm at home with these three kids all day, nah, nigga, you gonna do some shit. Cause raising me, like I can tell you, I can imagine three railings running around this motherfucker, boy. Oh my god, I lose my shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would lose my mind, bro. Like if I had three, had to deal with three of them. Oh my god, bro. So that's why I say, like, I got an entirely new perspective for single women who got multiple kids out here doing it by themselves. Y'all true heroes. Y'all are amazing. Yeah, are. Y'all are amazing. I don't know yeah. how y'all raise three kids by yourself. Go to school. <laughs> And work, nigga. Like, like when people talk about heroes, nigga, them are real life heroes, bro. Like, yeah. I got, I got me and Trish got one kid, and we be damn near ready to pull out our hair sometime. Yeah, like, yeah. like, bro, yeah, that shit is amazing, man. It is yeah. amazing the women that, that do that shit. And shout out to dads that do that shit too. If if there are a dad here not, with three yeah, kids, you have fathers out there that single fathers, you know, doing it all, taking care, working. Like one sure, kid, yeah. though. I don't know. I ain't never heard no single father with three kids at the crib. <laughs> <I ain't never laughs> with three one. kids, <laughs> I'm just saying though. I ain't never heard of a single father. Nah, three, nah. Because <laughs> dudes learn their lesson, right? Like, exactly. He ain't about to have three kids, but and then take on all three of them kids, except for my older brother, man. Like, but they were like kind of aged by the time he got all of them together. Uh, but I'm just saying, you, like I said, you don't really hear about single dudes being all like, yeah, he got three baby girls at the crib, and the woman ain't helping out. It could be right, but it's super it's rare. Super rare. Super yeah. rare. Okay. All right. Uh, but that's just my take on gender roles. Uh, we need to be the generation 
because you, you, if you explain the way that you done it, that's a great job. Me too. Like Trish get on me sometime, right? And so that's where the communication comes in. She got to tell me like, yeah, baby, I know you be tired, but I need you to do this and that, right? And then like, I'll do it. But like, I'll be telling her, right? Like she, she tends to think like, like me, like I'm not a dirty person, but I'm a junkie ass motherfucker, right? So I have no problem taking off. I'll leave like 20 pairs of shoes on the floor before I, I look and be like, oh, I got too many shoes on the floor. I need to put these motherfuckers up. It take at least five to six pair on the floor before I realize, oh, okay, I need to put these motherfuckers I back up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like she told me all the time, like why you take your clothes off right there and go get in the shower? Like I don't know, baby, this is what I do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just, it's like, it's, just look at me and be like, say, little nigga, pick your clothes up, right? Like a lot of niggas. Pride and ego don't allow them to allow their wives to get on their ass, but like I don't, I don't take yep. it you know, like that way, right? She be like, "Y'all need to be close." I'm like, "Oh my bad, babe. I just pick the bitches up, throw them away." But like, you have to get on me because like I ain't gonna do that shit on my own. Like I'm programmed to do this, and like it's a habit at this point. So you know, just tell my, just tell my big ass, yo, nigga, pick their clothes up, nigga, and I'll just pick them bitches up and put them in dirty clothes hamper. But them, <laughs> but they don't, they don't, they won't come up off the floor until it's time to go into dirty clothes hamper or. My dumb ass <laughs> will put down like two or three pair and be like, oh, okay, I need to put these in their clothes hamper. Then I go put them in their clothes hamper. It's, it's just it's just how I operate, you know what I'm saying? Like, if it, if I don't think it's going to attract roaches and shit, then I don't... Exactly. Yeah, you know, like exactly. roaches and shit, that shit obviously going to trash can. But if it ain't going to attract roaches and shit, then like, yeah, them trolls can be there for a couple of days. I ain't hurt nobody. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. Live yeah. your truth, cuz. Yeah. You know he, he said he leave three draws on the floor before you pick them up. Yeah, straight like, up. Ah! Fuck Min- it. Minimum of three. And then minimum. minimum. That's minimum. <laughs> it might it might be five, six, it might be seven days worth in that motherfucker. I don't know about but that. But at minimum it's three. Not about seven days worth of draw. Like I said, <laughs> like I have to physically see like it's too much on the floor for me to be like, oh no, nah, there's too much clothes on the floor, so let me go throw these holes in the dirty clothes snapper. All right. But let's get into this next one though. Which is interracial dating. All right. I don't have no experience in that shit, so y'all niggas gonna have to talk on it. But I'm gonna give you my thoughts on it, though. Well, like, okay, do you want to give your thoughts on it before right. just you know get you know right in there, like whatever questions or whatever the case may be? Well, let me let me give you my thoughts on interracial dating. Uh, because what I consider interracial dating, I'll consider I don't consider anybody in the same fight as us as interracial dating, though. Apparently in Cali, like Hispanics and blacks beef real hard. I'm from Texas where we all get along, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Except for like with white folks. We kind of get along with white folks, but you know, there's always that in the back of our head, like, yeah, they vote for people who don't fuck with us. So I don't really fuck with them like that. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's just, it's just kind of how it is, right? Like, I mean, I work with people, but like, I know through talking to some of these people that their political stance and the people that they fuck with don't fuck with my people. So in which case, therefore they don't fuck with my people. And those are conversation that, you know, we don't bring into work. Like, it's kind of like always there in the back of your head. Right. So like when I'm, when I'm thinking about interracial dating, like when we had the conversation about whether or not you could like, what if they family don't fuck with you? That's kind of what was like in the back of my head. Right. Like what if I'm dating somebody white? And I go to the crib and it's a bunch of make America great again and a bunch of Donald Trump memorabilia all over this motherfucker. And they say some slick shit. See, now I got to check them. Like, see, now we got a problem. Because, see, that, that shit's all good and all to say it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter. Their family don't like you. It kind of matter. Because if you have kids together, you got to deal with their family. And yeah. so, again, right? Like, what if they saying that same slick shit to my grandkids when I'm not around? You know what I'm saying? Like, that that's where my issue comes in 
Now, I've always had a teacher's own, right? Because, you know, like, I don't eat sour cream, but if you fucking like it, then, you know, eat the fuck out of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, like, to me, with interracial dating, my personal experience with it is um, from a historical context, back in the day, if you dated a white person, you were kind of considered a sellout, right? It's just kind of, and then kind of through the 90s, we had this era where black women got tired of nigga shit. And, you know, saying it was all like, yo, quit fucking with Jamarcus, go get you a Ken. You know what I'm saying? Like the Barbie Ken. Uh, even though <laughs> I would tell y'all, and, and I've been championing this for years, Lifetime made an entire network explaining to y'all how white men wouldn't shit either. But, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Say I'm lying. Say I'm lying. Say I'm lying, though. Yeah, Lifetime made an entire, has based an entire network off of telling y'all how white men ain't shit either. But you know, fuck it. You got tired of niggas, so you wanted to try white men. Uh, Now you coming back. That's all I'm saying, okay? Uh, And then now we're into an age where um, I think it can be truly accepted. But let me explain to you my issue with it that I've seen. And this is me personally. Um... From my experience, it has always seemed to a certain extent, not everyone, because I rarely, I'm going to say everyone, because I rarely ran across an experience where I've seen someone who wasn't against the culture, who didn't say something anti-black or anti-racism, who wasn't um, trying to distance themselves from their people by dating someone outside of their race because they didn't want to be associated with them. And I know that's not everyone, but there are friends to this day um, who I used to be really close with, who I stopped really kind of fooling with them because the people that they hung out with, I ain't fuck with because they were black, but they always said like anti-black shit or shit that like would have me question like, who raised you niggas? Like, do y'all not understand the struggle that like people in these disconnected, you know what I'm saying? Low impoverished areas deal with like, People don't wake up in the morning wanting to be drug dealers. Like, that's not how shit works. Don't nobody go to school, have a 4.0 GPA, GPA, and then be like, you know what? Fuck all this shit. I could be a doctor, but you know what? I'm going to sell drugs. That's not how shit works. Like, the people do that shit to put food on the table. The people, the, the, what they see in their communities are the people who, who have what they want. And in order to get that, they they got to do something in order to have that, right? They don't eat. Their their people are uneducated. But anyway, I'm, I'm digressing a bit. But, like, they would say slick shit, right? And so then I would be like, yo, like, what kind of shit is that, right? And so what happened is, is one day, my homeboy texted me, and he was all like, oh, did you see who whatchamacallit married? Uh, whatchamacallit, and then he sent me, like, a screenshot, and it was a white dude. And I was like, oh, well, that shit made perfect sense because she don't fuck with black people. Uh, And this being a sister... Uh, the shit that she would say would just lead me to to kind of think that like, yo, she's trying to distance herself from my own people. And I know that ain't all the case, but in every case that I've ever seen, it was it was somebody who rarely was someone who championed for 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 our people. Champion is always someone. It the interracial relationship always seemed like it was someone who was trying to disconnect themselves from their culture from their people uh and trying to remove themselves from that status by dating outside of the race to gain influence from that as to like i'm not like these people i'm different and so 
in that sense, that's always been my issue with it. Now, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, y'all know me, right? If I if I if I would have pulled up with a white chick, oh well, well, Raph a nigga, he just dating a white girl. You know what I'm saying? Like it is what it is. But that's where like my issue has always been. So when you so when I see that, even still to this day, you know, I'm cool with it. Yo, do you, you know, to each his own. But like when I see a black man with a white woman, like that shit is still like in the back of my head, it's all like, what the fuck is this nigga doing, man? <laughs> I know I know it ain't right, but that's just how I feel. Because in the back of my head, yeah, he's the like he one of them people who was all like, yo, black women are loud, ignorant, you know what I'm saying, always got issues, and they don't want to put up with black women. So I'm gonna go get this white chick. Like white people are better partners. And that's where my issue has been with it. You're pretty much getting with them for the wrong reason because you don't want, you yeah. can't handle a strong person or yeah, know, just saying that, right? You like may they be able to get away with certain things better than if you was with this type of person. Yeah, like a black woman gonna check you on your ignorant ass shit, but like yeah. you want it or same thing, right? Like let's say that it is a a a a even for a black woman, that's what a white do, right? Like she she wants to disconnect from her culture. And and ingratiate herself into a situation where it would more, be more beneficial for her financially long term because being with a black person may not get her the same status symbol. Or in general, I don't like niggas, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to date this white dude. I ain't saying that's everybody, but from my experience, that's pretty much always been the case. I've yet to meet someone who, you know what I'm saying, championed all that and was with somebody white. That's all I'm saying. I've yet to experience it, but, you know, it is what it is, though. So, I'm going to say so. Okay. Now, and I, and I, you know, I see, I see you know. And I'm going to say, because we all know, we all know Ash Ludd and white boys. <laughs> we all know that. Ash Ludd and white boys. Hey, white boys. Hey, white boys. Hit Ash up in that DM. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> She like the vanilla ices so, of the world. Well, I mean, but let me, but let me explain where I'm coming from. On that. Yeah. Okay. I grew up in majority white schools. Mm-hmm. So when you've been to pretty much white schools all your life, when majority of the people obviously are white, you tend to be attracted to that person. My first crush was a white boy. Matt Tate still know his name. Okay. Ooh. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Come on the podcast, bro. We want to get you on here. Where Matt Tate at? Where Matt Tate at? Where Matt Tate at? This is like sixth, seventh grade. <laughs> it don't matter. It don't matter. Matt Tate. Matt is. You said Matt Tate probably got a six pack and looking for you, Ash. First, He's looking for you. Your first crush was in sixth grade. I mean, you probably can't remember that far back. Okay. All right. No, no. <laughs> So yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna front for a long time. I really didn't see black guys attractive like that because I wasn't around a lot of black guys like that. That makes sense. Like, and then the black guys I did finally get to come around, we were all best friends in high school, but I didn't see them that way because we were just friends kind of situation. Now, high school, yes, I was head over heels for this one dude. He was black, I, you know, whatever. Uh, he was. I mentioned him in a previous podcast in our first one, Derek, aka Derek. <laughs> if y'all remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember but, Derek. Hey, shout out to Derek. Shout out to Derek. <laughs> you know, shout out to Derek. You know, 
you nigga know, name probably Derek too. No, <laughs> no, that's not his name. So, uh, but like I said, like I think when you're around majority of a certain culture, you tend to gravitate to that. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 I get it. It wasn't until coming out of high school and really being out there to really see what you like. And like I said, still for a while, I, I like my very first boyfriend when I got out of high school, the older guy, he was Spanish. He was from Honduras. And then I did date a black guy. Not from Honduras. And, <laughs> uh-huh. No, I'm laughing at from Honduras. Uh-huh, Honduras, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I did, you know, date a black guy, whatever, whatnot. And I talked to a black guy. My ex... Uh, who I was on and off with for three years was white. And I see what you were saying when saying certain things that's kind of borderline, kind of make you go, hmm, what was that kind of situation? Like, kind of being racist, but not being racist, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, saying little slight comments here and there, whatever, not. So, yeah, a little slick I, shit. little slick shit, exactly. And I did experience that, and I did witness that when dating him and you know you'll see certain things and then you start to kind of question too like okay so this is not okay because i'm like you what if we go to long the long you know hall and go having kids and family and stuff like that are you still going to be saying this kind of stuff when you're around your family thinking it's it's funny and okay you know it's like you can't be doing that so um but I mean, I had it every now and then, off and on. But I know for a fact, like a lot of our problems too was I honestly feel like the parents, because it was one thing dating someone outside your race, they were fine with it. But then when it started getting serious and looked like it would have been more than that, that's when the problems came in. So it's almost like, yeah, okay, it's okay to have your little fun with her, sleep with her, do what you want to do. But far as trying to bring her into the family and make it serious. I don't think they were okay with that. Yeah. And that's, and that's what that was. And that's honestly what happens in like in a lot of interracial relationships when you really like when you really like dive deep in and people start to tell like their own personal journey with it. Uh yeah, everything was fine as long as they was kicking it, having fun. But like once it got serious to where like marriage was on, that's when like That's when problems like now nah, That's when oh she's just trying to marry into the family, get money. Um, do you know where she's from? Do you know where he's from? Like you list a lot of people, personal issues. Uh And so again, right? Like that's been like one of the issues why I don't think I can do it. Right. Cause like, uh, anybody know me know that like, I'm known for like checking people. I wouldn't say when I say checking people, I mean like, I don't necessarily just get ignorant shit out of nowhere, but like, I don't let you say some slick shit and then like not correct (laughs) you. So, like, naturally, I can't be in a house full of mega people and they say some shit about, like, well, you know, black people got their own problems. They're like, you don't know our problems. So don't speak on that shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because what's the solution? Because you but tell But my me- thing is, not everybody, and I honestly feel this way, not everybody is that way. Like, me personally, I'm right. not against interracial dating. I'm not. You know, whatever makes you happy, be happy. If that's who you like, that's who you're in love with. If it works for y'all, it works for you. That's just my personal opinion. That goes for anybody. You want to be with somebody white, you want to be with someone Spanish, Asian, Indian, whatever the case may be. At the end of the day, if y'all love each other, y'all happy, do you. That's just me. 
I mean, I ain't, I wouldn't say I'm against it either because I'm I'm definitely not against interracial dating. Um, but like I said, if we if, we, if we're gonna own our own truths, I will say that it is still parts of me that when I see it, I just think to myself like, why? I know I'm sure I know why, right? Like if you like somebody, you like somebody. But my experiences with the people that I've known, like when when like when my homeboy texted me, I was just like, and he sent me a picture of like I was all like, well, duh. Like we knew she was gonna marry like, somebody white. <laughs> like, like what you mean, <laughs> you know, bro? Like, you know, tell like this bothered me one time. Um, I actually kind of had a heated discussion with a cousin of mine one time because, you know, when black women see a black man with a white girl, mm-hmm. they automatically mad. Oh, they always gotta take what's ours. You know, they always gotta take our black men and blah 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 blah. That kind of bothers me sometimes because I did. I, this is the example I did. I said, okay, let's say you had to get together, a little little party, okay? You got this white girl in the corner talking to her friends, minding her own business. You got a black girl in another corner talking to her friend, minding her own business. Black dude walks into the party. So he's scoping around. He's looking around. Neither girl noticed he even walked in. He chooses, he chooses to walk to the white girl and start talking to her. You're going to be mad at her because of the choice he made. Well, that's, you know what I'm saying? Well, that's where, like, a, little, well, that's where a little ignorance comes in, though. Well, exactly. Obviously, but, that's, but see, but that's what I'm saying, though, because I hear it all the time. Every time you see, uh, uh, every time I hear it all the time where a black woman sees a black dude with a white woman, first they, they want to say, look, she can't get nobody her own. They all want to have our man. They all want to take from us. But I'm like, it goes both ways. Like, he went that way. You know, like, I, you, 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 there's two people in that situation. It's not yeah. all her. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So what? She's supposed to, if he goes and talk to her, she's supposed to be like, no, no, no. We can't date or talk because I don't want people thinking we're trying to take y'all away from them. You get what I'm saying? It's like that to me, that's ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that's, I would say that I don't know if it's really that deep anymore maybe you still got people in your family that that like oh. you say you're talking to your cousin that still think that yeah, way yeah. but a lot of old school the people older, still yeah, older, do older, yeah. oh, it's do think older that way cousin, but it's right? an older generation yeah, yeah it's an older generation of people that tend yeah. to live like that cuz what's your feelings cuz you ain't say shit okay, yeah okay. you know what I'm saying I was just you know what I'm saying and I just been listening you know what I'm saying um <laughs> honestly <laughs> Honestly, um, for me, I've only dated one white girl, and and um, it was a it was a cool experience and a bad experience at the same time. But honestly, I don't know if that shaped my experience or it didn't. I really don't know because I was in high school, so oh, I got you, yeah. kind, you know, what I'm saying kind of like Ash. Like I went to a um, I went to an all white you know school. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was all white. You know what I'm saying? I was basically the only black person on the team besides another Mexican and a Filipino, which were both of my, you know what I'm saying, two of my best friends. So, um, and, and still to this day, they're my good friends. So, um, when I was dating or whatever and stuff, like, in that environment, it was kind of weird. Like, it was, but I didn't see it as, you know what I'm saying? I see it as weird now because I'm grown up and I see but how things are. But at that time, but at that exactly, yeah. at that time it was just it, 
Honestly, it was just completely normal. Like, um, I was like literally the only black and I dated and I had sex with, you know what I'm saying? White girls, native girls. Cause I grew up in Alaska and, um, yeah, it was just normal, but I didn't see anything that was, um, racially biased or whatever and stuff but that was probably my own like naiveness to the fact of like growing up and being young yeah so honestly for me or whatever and stuff like it after that experience um being with uh you know what i'm saying being with her you know what i'm saying being with a white girl um yeah i i was like i never want to go back again <laughs> I never want to go back. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Like and, and, no, and you do get those, you know, kind of experiences. You know, like you know. Like, yeah, and it wasn't even thinking about the sex or anything like that. It was honestly, I think, it, like honestly, it was because of not the experience of the sex. It was just the experience of like what happened or whatever and stuff. Because I remember she came to my house, and she literally was just like, "Yo, like." She literally came to my house. I remember my, you know, saying my mom and my dad, um, they were just like, yo, like, what are you doing here, blah, 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 and stuff like that. And she was like, she was crying and she was hysterical. And they were just like, yo, like, are you okay? And she was just like, I'm not, because my parents don't want me seeing your son. And she just like laid it like blatantly out there. She was like, my parents don't want me seeing your son because he's black. Oh, wow. And to me, I, and to me, I still didn't get it. I was just like, well, I'm cool. Like, mm-hmm. like, what, I mean, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But I didn't get the aspect of like, hey, like, I mean, you're black. So they, you know what I'm saying? They have this issue with you or whatever and stuff. And uh-huh. they don't want his white, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? They're a white girl fucking a black man. So, I mean, yeah. um, you know what I'm saying? So that, you know what I'm saying? Honestly, that has been my only experience of it. And... It kind of sucked because at that time, like, and that's why I said, like, I really don't even understand it. You know what I'm saying? Because at that time, I was just like, hey, like, well, all right, well, you know, kind of like we were talking about last week. You know what I'm saying? Niggas just keep moving to push yeah, on. Charge it to the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you just charge it to the game, and it's just like, oh, okay, well, I guess she don't want to fuck me. Like, okay, but no, she likes me. I guess whatever. It's just like you know what I'm saying. You got so much shit going on or whatever. You in high school or whatever and stuff. You just like uh, whatever. But, um, but yeah, no, like that was my only experience. And after that, you know, not that I consciously made that decision because I didn't, because there's still, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? The issue and, and like, I'm not trying to go off into the weeds here or whatever. So, cause we're talking about specifically relationships and I know that, but, um, the biggest thing with like, um, I guess white stuff, black stuff or whatever and stuff, like, I've, you know what I'm saying? I mean, some of my best friends are white, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And, you know what I'm saying? Uh, everything I know about, like, different things from what I've experienced from, like, stuff like hockey and, like, all, you know what I'm saying? All the stuff growing up in Alaska and stuff like that. Like, they never gave me any type of racism type things or whatever and stuff. They were just oh. like, hey. And maybe they, did, you know what I'm saying? And, and honestly, maybe they did. And I didn't even, you know, I didn't even understand they it because I was so young and it was just time. undertoned. Yeah, and it was just undertoned at that time. But um but yeah, but 
you know what I'm saying? I don't want to say I'm grateful if they were like giving me racist undertones or whatever and stuff, but it's just like maybe they didn't even fucking know. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't know because we're children. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're fucking kids at the end of the day. So we don't even know. But I know as an adult, I haven't taken any of that shit because I actually know. You know what I'm saying? But the only type of, um, uh, I would say maybe racism or anything like that, or whatever. So especially as it deals with relationships, has been when I was in high school, and and yeah, that's wild though. Um, uh, again, my issue isn't with. I would say that I'm still. I know that because just putting it out there, I was told when I was younger, right, um, that like basically I couldn't bring no white girl on. It was all like, oh, it was told to me. Don't <laughs> don't bring no white girl home unless she's like the Halle Berry of white girls. Um hey, hold on, time out, time out, time out, Ralph. Time out, and I promise I'll let you get back to that. Yeah. But my parents were like very like Republican. They fucking love like white people and everything. So like I grew up in a totally <laughs> different household. Yeah, I, right? I literally oh, yeah, my mom, here. my mom, my mom today. My mom today, you know what? My mom fucking loves Janelle as fuck. I don't know if because she's half white, but she loves fucking <laughs> Janelle. But, you know, at the end of the day, she loves her. So, but yeah, I mean, I grew up in a totally different household where it was just like, yo, this shit is okay. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, I've always accepted white people and I've never been, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Assaulted by cops or had any, you know what I'm saying, any encounters like that or whatever. And so... For me, it's just a different perspective or whatever and stuff. But I know it still exists, and I acknowledge that shit. Well, I mean, it I, happened. And, 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 you know what I'm saying? I, I truly. I mean, do. it happened to you though. Like, although you were a kid and you weren't able to process it, yeah. Like, had you been 25 years old and that shit had happened, like exactly. it would it would hit much differently, than, right? Right. Than when it happened to your kids, yeah. Because as a kid, you you didn't even process the emotion. You were just all like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, there's plenty of chicks at the school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like that's that's how that shit works. But, I, but again, right? Like I was told not to bring a white girl home. But at the same time, right? I grew up, I was raised, you know, by my grandfather on my mom's side, who he was born in 1913. Um, I was raised by aunts and and my mom, who was born in 1965. Aunts who were born in the early 1960s, late 1950s. Uncles who were born in the 19 1950s um they think differently than us today right because like i said it's much more acceptable i really don't find an issue with it my only issue has always been that people who in my experience the people that i have known who have done it they have always it always seemed like they were only dating not only dating but it was a big factor in their driving to dating outside of their race was to disconnect from they didn't want to be associated with black people like I'm different like I'm that black person that's not like these niggas you know what I'm saying and um, like I said you're entitled to love whoever you want but time and time again we see these stories where people get married they or they get into like these serious relationships and then they find out oh well, that, this family their family didn't fuck with me um I don't know if y'all listen to the read a lot, but the, the read be reading off, listen to stories from like interracial couples. And it's almost always an issue where the, they are now starting to see the racist undertones from their partner. And 
And sometimes I do think that like it could be in your head. And like I don't have very many white friends. I went to a, a pretty diverse school, right? It was made up of a lot of us. Like it wasn't majority black, it wasn't majority white, it wasn't majority Hispanic, like more majority Asian. Like there was actually a fair amount of everything. Like Westwood High School when I went there was the fucking melting pot of the fucking world. Uh but we did have to a certain extent there was economic differences though there were super rich people there and then there were people who you know i'm saying were struggling to make it uh but at the same time my only issue has always been is from my perspective the person the people that are doing there seem like they want to disconnect from their culture now if you fall in love with a white person then by all means do do you you know what i'm saying yeah but to me there's like a heavy risk with that because if they aren't liberal or progressive people, they are likely going to say some slick shit one day. And so me, yeah. I know me, I ain't, I ain't holding my tongue. I'm not going to laugh that shit off. Like the fuck is funny to you. That, that what you exactly. just said wasn't funny. Um, and so that's why me personally, I don't think I could do it. Um, but you know, if I was 15 years ago, I wouldn't have no problem like kicking it with a white chick for a couple of months. But like, seriously <laughs> to the point to the point to where like to marry nah fuck, nah i just to me i just couldn't do it um so that's just me you know it is what it is hopefully one day we can truly get to this dream that dr king had but like we're far away from that because like not even a year ago, yeah very fucking far away from you that know what shit. i'm saying we saw the kids in charlestown north carolina or south carolina wherever they were where you know saying those were college kids out there with with fascist anti-black swastikas and and alt-right ass shit like they were 18 19 20 21 years old right like talking about kids so again who's raising these people you know what i'm saying so that that'd be my issue you know what i'm saying but uh it is it is what it is but uh like i said i don't know too many white people so um but the white people that i have known have been very progressive and they've been really cool um and uh, I fucks with them. Um, and if they were low-key racist, fuck them. All right, cool. That part. Yeah, that part. Yeah, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. Yeah. Like, you know? I fuck with the white people that I fuck with, but if you were low-key racist, then fuck you. At yeah, the end of the day. you know what I'm saying? I'll figure it out eventually. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. I mean, yeah. like, you ain't gonna have that shit forever. Uh, so. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but now, let's get into this foolishness, though. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. First one I want to talk about, I'm not even going to read this article, but we're just going to knock this one out the way because we almost forgot about this one. But uh, Yahoo posted an article uh, written by somebody named Brian Sozzi, S-O-Z-Z-I. So, yeah, he's white. Uh, he wrote, uh, Camilla Harris may have Damn, made... that's what you're going to say after what we just talked about? That's what you're going to say? Yeah, because nobody... nobody <laughs> yeah, he's black, white. <laughs> nobody black would write this. No, nobody black would write this, okay? So let's just go ahead. Let me read the article. And then you tell me, you know what? I'm going to start doing like the Breakfast Club. Tell me if you believe this person is white or black. (laughs) It just says, Camilla Harris may have made Timberland Boots cool again. Somebody black wrote that, bro? Somebody black made that headline? I mean. No, not at all. Timberland is rocking hard up north in the BK. I mean, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. I mean, you know, I'm going to play devil's advocate real quick. And I think I probably would have wrote that if I was a journalist because I don't see Timberlands. I don't I don't see Timberlands nowhere, not on Instagram, not on nowhere. So 
But what I would you, be like, hey, I would be like, hey, you know what? Oh damn, she wore Timbers. You know what? Yo, that's a that you know what I'm saying? that's a cool ass headline. She made Timbers famous again, nigga. A whole article. It's not that serious. Like not a line in the article. I mean, and you gotta grab. You gotta grab whatever you can grab. Bro, the only reason why black people clicking on this shit is because they can't believe somebody made a headline like this. That part. Although maybe maybe other people who don't know about Timberlands, maybe. You know what I'm saying? But again, like Timberlands ain't never gone out of style. Niggas still rock Tim's down here. Except for up north, they wear that shit when it's 95 degrees outside. We don't wear that shit until it get below 60. That part. And see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't even know where, like, I don't even wear Timberlands. Have you ever had a pair of Timberlands in your, in your I did, and we talked about this, and we talked about this. I had in high school, but that was it. So other than that, and then second, secondly, wouldn't niggas have to? Wouldn't Timberlands have to see a super uptake in in boot sales before you can make this claim? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's like that's the big thing. Okay, because again, right? Like Timberlands in New York, like is like a staple, bro. That's like. It's like the national fucking mascot up there. It really is. You know it what is. I'm saying? It really is. <laughs> like, like that's all they talk about. Like, um, like dead ass B. Like, yeah. <laughs> like the the New York nigga starter pack. Timberlands, a <laughs> rag. <laughs> <laughs> the New York nigga starter pack. <laughs> and niggas singing dead ass B. So no, we ain't playing <laughs> no fucking so. devil's advocate here, nigga. Like, we ain't Camilla, playing that shit over here, son, nigga. Harlem stand up, yeah. nigga. Camilla Harris ain't made no goddamn Tim's popular again. Or what he said, he said cool, and I once again he said cool. <laughs> he said cool. Oh bro. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's done, <laughs> bro. That's, stop that's it. Done. I didn't even honestly, honestly, I didn't even. I, I, I honestly didn't even like think about that. But we said it, it made it cool. Yeah. Stop. No. All right. Just stop the foolishness, man. Like goddamn, y'all living under a rock, bro. <laughs> like at any time, like like so like. Cool, man. So yeah, like at cool. any time when like older people or people who ain't hip, white people, um. Later, <laughs> they write shit like this. Just stop it, man. Like, again, bro, black people been rocking tails since, like, the early 90s. And just because we and rocking... Trying to, and, I was trying to, and I was trying to defend y'all, too. Yeah. I was trying to defend my journalists, but... Nah, you know, bro. It, you know what I'm saying? It can't work. When you write cool, when you write cool in your fucking post, no. Yeah. Nah, bro. Okay. You know who you are. Next, let's get into this super foolish-ass shit. Uh, Texas deputies, including those who killed Javier Ambler, reportedly got steakhouse gift cards for using force. Williamson County, Texas. Of course, this shit is in Texas. Where else would it be? Texas, Alabama, Mississippi, or Louisiana. That's where all this shit happens. Uh, exactly. South Carolina, too. North Carolina, Virginia. It's just, just anywhere in this shit kicker states, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Williamson County, Texas Sheriff's Office leaders rewarded deputies who used force on the job with steakhouse gift cards, according to two former employees, one of whom made the admission to Texas Rangers investigating the agency's aggressive tactics. Among the deputies who received gift cards to places such as Logan's Roadhouse were J.J. Johnson and Zach Camden, the officers involved in the March 2019 death of Javier Ambler. The black 40-year-old father was tased four times as he shouted that he had a heart condition and could not breathe. In a recorded interview with Texas Rangers former deputy Christopher Pisa, Pisa? It's P-I-S-A, I don't know how to say that. Said Commander Steve Deaton <laughs> awarded deputies he considered Wilco badass. 
They had the intention that they that we were all Wilco badass, and if you went out there and did your job and you had to use force on somebody and he agreed with it, then you would get a gift card. Pisa said in an audio recording obtained by the Austin American Statesman, which is part of the USA Today Network. And then it follows You're a up. Fucking asshole. Then You're it follows fucking up asshole. with another officer who was also in the Wilco County, Wilson County, Wilcox County uh, thing. And he's corroborated the story. Like, yeah, it was like a trophy or like a mantle on the wall. If like you had to go beat a nigga ass and arrest him, like you get a gift card. So again, oh, we run into this shit where I keep trying to explain to people like this. Like, where black people keep trying to explain to people, anybody, like, um, anybody that's ever dealt with police. Because, ironically, like, even, like, I'm starting to find out now that not even, this ain't even so much a, um, this isn't, although by and large, there's like, because you got liberal and conservative people, right? And so, if you want to split it up, mostly conservative people fuck with police officers and liberal people understand that police officers are assholes. We'll find out more and more people that I do know who like are conservative or whatever, they don't fuck with cops either. They think cops are assholes too. Absolutely. So, um, <laughs> again, we see that when you have a system where people go unchecked, when they're not held accountable, they will run wild. And they will do Speak that shit. stupid ass shit. Because again, Absolutely. it's, it's bar, bar, bar none the issue is usually race, right? Like we know that black people get sentences longer than their white counterparts for the exact same crime. We know that they are more likely to have injuries and in, in cured during their arrest than their white counterparts. We know this, but even more so the issue than that is, is that uh, police officers just out here killing and beating up people in general at an alarming rate. Like, not even, like, just on, like, a racial thing, because obviously it's more geared toward, um, on a percentage-wise, toward people of color. But just in general, bro, like, like police officers can literally kill and hurt anybody and receive almost no reprim- no reprimandation or nothing reprim- for yeah, anything, right? Like, literally a slap on the wrist. It was an article I saw today, right, where he was talking about the dude. He wrote, like, a letter. Did y'all see that? Where he wrote, like, a letter to the police officers. Uh, he was one of the officers that was involved in killing Brianna Taylor. And in the article, in the email he sent to him, he was all like, I know what we did was a legal, moral, and an ethical thing. How do you kill an innocent person sleeping and say you did yeah. something moral? Wow. Like, they themselves believe that they are above the that, law. That they are above the law. Yeah. They can do what they want to like, do. It's just, it's so fucking tiresome, bro. It's, and I yeah, get tired yeah, of having to explain this shit. That's crazy as so, fuck. Bro, like, just stop the food. Like, no, like, will somebody, anybody, come into office and literally, like, start holding these motherfuckers accountable? Like, it's just, it's annoying as they, shit. But that's the thing. Yeah, they feel like they're above the law. They can do whatever they want to do. I mean, they are. Because they don't get, no, nothing happens. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Like, they literally have to kill a woman holding a child or with a child to even see a jail cell. Shoot a person in the back to even get fired. Like... It's just it's just crazy to me. The dude that killed that killed Eric Garner had nineteen complaints on him. In what job in any world where you have nineteen complaints 19 and you complaints still get to keep nothing it? Nothing happened. Yep. Not just nothing happened. You get to keep it, bro. Where there's smoke, yep. there's fire. You get what I'm saying? Yep. Like it's just it's annoying as hell. Ugh. All right, I don't want to talk about this because this shit always make me want to punch yeah. a fucking hole in the wall. And I actually like my house, so I ain't gonna do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> This next one, though, oh, my God, bro. You want to talk about, oh, 
some shit that just oh new jersey woman nearly loses home because she owes six <laughs> cents in back taxes Six? Woman's motherfucking cents. Let me say that again. Let me say that again. Six motherfucking cents. Oh my god. Woman. And we ain't talking. And we ain't talking about the movie. We talk about six pennies. A nickel in a penny. (laughs) Like, Like, bro. It says six pennies a woman suffers from alzheimer's and couldn't grasp the situation daughter says so the article states an 89 year old new jersey woman with alzheimer's disease nearly lost her home of 50 years because she owed a grand whoa, total. whoa 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 rose go back 89 years 80, old 89 bro 80 fucking nine house for 50 years right yes i'm not mistaken 50 because she owed a grand total of six cents in back taxes. Ocean Township officials put Glenn Christie Goldenthal's home up for sale on September 9th after the tiny debt she owed on her taxes accrued to more than $300 with interest and administrative costs. The woman's story gained national attention after her daughter, Lisa Suhey, took to social media. Suhey, who lives in Virginia, slammed the city's lack of imagination for failing to come up with six pennies in an office full of people to cover Goldenthal's debt. Suhey says she only found out about her mother's situation after her house was put up for sale. She called me dozens of times in the last 24 hours. Is my house going to be okay? Do I have to pack? Where am I going to go live? Suhey told WNBC. Suhey said her mom received at least one warning call from a tax collector, but her Alzheimer's made her forget. Even the tax collector could tell all was not well, Suhey said. Apparently, the tax collector called her because when I talked to him, he said he realized there was something wrong that she didn't understand. I said, I'm sorry. Uh, you're selling my mother's house today because she owes you six cents. He said, yeah, it's amazing how these things snowball. I was, I was like, I was like, it's six cents. So, again, here's somebody who was competent as fuck. Knowing full and well that the person owes six cents and is getting ready to put her house up for sale. So again, right, like you're not talking about a piece of paper that just like came through the desk and like it just kind of got shuffled through like administration that no one knew that like just six cents were owed on it. He knew that the house only needed to be paid on with six that the only six cents need to be paid on back taxes, and they were about to sell the fucking house, bro. That is ridiculous. Like you that's fucking like, terrible. At the end is. of the day, you telling me, and, and I'm like, y'all, you telling me y'all couldn't come together, like real talk. If I was that dude, I'm like, you know not what? even pay the I six even cents. Made the call, I would just pay. Exactly, the like motherfucker, you could have paid that shit. No, at the end of the day, you ain't even gotta pay it. Who in the fuck cares? It's six cents. <laughs> <laughs> like, like what the fuck? <laughs> Like we're not. I'm just saying, if you're gonna be an asshole about, if you're gonna be an asshole about it, I then mean, you might as well just pay it yourself. Like, like what's six cents? The wasted, the wasted work hours, paperwork. It costed way more to administrate that exactly, shit. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Cents you owed. Exactly. Like, bro, this shit is fucking mind boggling, dog. Like, again, this is crazy because, like, I hadn't even read the article till today, y'all. So, like, my my whole thought process now is even worse. Because for, yeah. for I was gonna give yeah. these people the benefit of doubt, play devil's advocate. Nah, you sh- can't do that shit. Shit just gets shuffled, right? You just get a piece of paper on your desk, and y'all like, oh, okay, back taxes hasn't been paid on this shit for twenty years. You know what I'm saying? Like five years. Unfortunately, we're gonna have to come take the home. Which again, 
they're going to kick an 89-year-old out of the house. But a six cents. And he knew. He knew. Dog, I could slap the shit out of everybody. See, this is, once again, okay, I'm going to say this again. This is where you have to find every ounce of ignorance in your body. You got to, like, channel that shit. Channel that shit into, like, some chakra-ass form. Let that shit flow through you. Pull up in a tax collector office and unleash that shit on everybody in that motherfucker. Phone call ain't good enough. They need to see your frustration. <laughs> like, they got to, like, they got to look you in the face as you spit and yell corona all in that shit. <laughs> like, you got to, like, give them that shit, man. Bro, I'm so hot, bro. Like, I, like. Six cents. Six cents. You about to take, you about to take my mama house for six cents? Like, you know, step outside, Six bro. Cents. Step exactly. outside. That right there is definitely. And we ain't talking about the movie. Nigga, I just. I'm, I'm so I'm so tired, man. Yeah, that shit is crazy as that fuck. Just that you know shit. That's how ignorant people are. Like, yeah. I, I don't get it. Like, it's not that serious. Apparently, it was that serious for them. That's just stupid. Man, let's uh, let's get off this while I fucking. One more time, one more time, one more time, one more time, one more time for the audience. We ain't talking about the movie. We talking about six pennies. Six fucking uh, all right. Six fucking pennies. All right, I don't want to punch a hole in the wall, y'all. So let's let's get on to the funny ones, man. Uh, this one is just weird as fuck, and it just lets you know that like um, nobody black was involved in any of this. Uh, man using. <laughs> Man using live snake as face mask boards bus in England. A passenger said that no one batted an eyelid at the bizarre sight. Hey, real shit. That shit sound dope to me, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, issues. I mean, okay. after my, after my, you know what I'm saying? After my anaconda, you know what I'm okay, saying? Anaconda. Stories. Because, uh, <laughs> like, I bet that whole one thirty three feet long, though. It sure what, nigga? It sure what? <laughs> This I is, don't know which baffles me more. The fact that he had the snake around his face or the fact that everybody act like it was a normal situation. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know which to react to. This, <laughs> the fact no like one snakes are, Snakes are like, one of those oh. things that like that like like really creepy you know kind of like we were talking about clowns earlier like yeah. snakes is you know what i'm saying snakes they is just, borderline on that like creepy shit where just, it's just like just if you bring a weird. snake onto a bus like there's and no way face. that's just like no but like yeah on your face they just, and this, so so this shit is just slithering around your fucking face oh my god let me and, read. And, and you know what I'm saying that shit is just normal let me let me like, just read this excerpt from this shit this shit says, a passenger who wished to remain anonymous says she first believed the man was only wearing a funky mask until the reptile started slithering over the handrails, according to the BBC. Okay, see, this is where I get the fuck up and get off the bus. Okay, the motherfucker <laughs> was coming off his face and started slithering around the rails, bro. No, I'm gone. I'm out. It was, yo, so so it came off his face? Yes, it started slithering around the rails of the bus. Oh, like not not all over the bus, but like in his general vicinity. The fact which that it don't take long for it to get across the fucking bus, though. That part, the like fact that it left yeah, his face, that's a done deal. The head of it came off of his fucking face and started slithering around the bus. Nope, hey bus driver, stop this motherfucker now! I don't care if it ain't bus stop anywhere. Stop this <laughs> shit now! I'm getting off. I'm getting off. Matter of fact, before he even get on, what the? Hold on, hold on, bus driver, you don't let this nigga on here with this big ass snake. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, you don't no. let him on there exactly. with the fucking big ass snake. No. Put him on the bus in the first place. Oh no. Okay. Hold up. I I, I got to get off. I'll just call my boss and tell him I'm gonna be late to work. Like yes, sir. This motherfucker got on the bus with a snake. I wasn't gonna ride that hoe with him. 
See, um, but he honestly, got off the bus because over here would have been trying to investigate. Yeah, he and got get it. More research. He got it. No, nah, honestly, honestly, I wouldn't even. And ask what honestly. Honestly, <laughs> I wouldn't even have the. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you know what I'm saying? Honestly, I wouldn't have investigated that at the end of the day because I walk on buses with a big ass snake all the time, but it's in my pants. This nigga here. I mean, <laughs> this nigga. But nobody sees it. Yeah, this, this, this. We, we are going to get you the help you need, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we gonna get you the help you need. Sis, like yo, <laughs> cuz need some real help. <laughs> cuz need some real help. <laughs> we gonna get you the help you need, okay, honey? I, I got you. You're not <laughs> Oh shit! I got you, honey. Okay, I got you. Yeah, we're, we're gonna work this out. Okay, we're gonna work it out. We All right, make our ready. Well, that's that. Well, that's cause, man. But here we're gonna get to this last one real quick. <laughs> Which uh, this some, some Florida ass shit. Uh, Florida man charged with impersonating the officer after allegedly pulling over off-duty Orlando cop. Only some shit like this will happen in Florida, right? Yo, like, Florida be on a whole nother how level. Unlu- how unlucky is this nigga? Hey, yo, shout out to Florida. Shout out to Florida, baby. How- out of all the people he could have done it to. <laughs> like, how unlucky out of is this? All the people, shout out to Florida, baby. So, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it said uh, in, a, in a tweet that it came from that I saw, is Central Florida man accused of impersonating a police officer? Investors, investigators say he got caught after trying to stop a real police officer. So, um, <laughs> let me read this excerpt from the article real quick because uh, it says that because the dude's last name is like Four Day. When Four Day tried to stop the officer, he could he could look over and see Castleberry's police captain William Nas said in a news conference. Uh, since he's a policeman himself, he knows about the uniform and jurisdictions, and he knew it wasn't a Castleberry or Seminole County or state trooper, so he called us right away to get this person stopped and questioned. Okay, so off the rip, the officer knew that this motherfucker wasn't a police officer because dude is looking like, what does it say? His shit just says criminal task force. It doesn't say police. It doesn't say, it doesn't have any badge on it at all. And I got to post a picture of this shit because this shit is wild, bro. And this shit says a citizen would mistake this all day for a law enforcement officer. And that's the real scary part, right? Because if you really think about it, if a motherfucker wearing some shit says criminal task force and he pulls you over in a white SUV because dude also has a white SUV, um, you know what I'm saying? You might think that this motherfucker is actually a police officer because people have been stopped by fake police officers and been robbed and shit. And so that's the crazy part because like we've been conditioned to just trust law enforcement and shit. In reality, yeah. it's niggas out here that's just impersonating cops, which I still hold yeah. to that. It's a lot of people out here impersonating cops. Yeah, I think I've been pulled over a couple of times because I done got away with a lot of crimes. So <laughs> just a nigga looking to see if you was a chick. <laughs> Straight up, man. I, I honestly believe that's how they be getting so many women, like like cause Sex trafficking is real, in case people don't know. Yeah. Absolutely. But honestly, I think that's how they be doing that shit for real. Uh, oh, in person. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. And so the nigga, the reason why the dude said he stopped him was because the gentleman flew past me and his car danced. For they said in a recorded conversation with a Calisbury police officer's body cam. So I thought he might have been intoxicated. 
So you you just happen to be dressed as a cop pulling people over. That part. Because the he said the car danced, whatever the fuck that means. He said the name was on his vest and he he wore a badge, a gun, and a taser. Oh damn, he had a gun too. Oh uh-uh. my god. <laughs> Nigga, what the hell? Oh no, nah, that's some scary shit. Nah, bro, he was trying to do some real damage. Nah, he 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 he's he's not right in the head. Yeah. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. We uh we yeah, bro. This uh, I when I when I see shit like this, uh, it does make me scared because like once again, right? Like like I got a daughter cuz you got a daughter. What if they got pulled over by this cat? Oh, no, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? True. And they That's wouldn't true. have no That's no true better. as fuck. Like, because again, they right? Wouldn't we, have no, no they wouldn't have no better. They wouldn't have. They wouldn't have none. And so. Yeah. They would have been thinking, yeah, that's a very scary thing. The situation thinking, comes oh, now. okay. Like, what if this dude was really, like, low-key on, like, some, yo, okay, hey, holler back at his boys. Like, yo, yeah. this this is a good candidate to snatch up. Like, just, like, bro. Like, this is why I was like, yo, you need to pull to a gas station. Or, or anywhere. Because, like, once again, you don't train your kids to be respectful to cops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, you know, make sure that, like, you make it home, right? Well, they ain't going to have no choice but to believe this, dude. That's the reason why this makes this shit so foolish and scary, man. So, uh, I think I think fake uh, police officers, I mean, people that sell uniform shit, I think they need to make that shit more fake. Because uh, this shit right here, it says criminal task force. And if you're an adult, you may question that shit. But at the same time, I mean, aside from the fact that this nigga is wearing like fucking Air Maxes and shit, this nigga basically looked like a fucking cop. Like, oh, he got it a man is, bun though, no, so I don't talk, know. Though, it is a scary thought. Straight it up. Really like, absolutely. That's how, a lot of, that's how a lot of people get caught up. That's how a lot of people get caught up with kidnapping. A lot of people. Did like, he have flashing sex, lights on his car? Sex trafficking, all of that. He had an all white SUV, right? Once again, cop. Okay. Yeah. So that's all of them though. So y'all know what time it is. Oh man. It is that time. Ooh, it is that time. Can I get a motherfucking drum roll, please? Six cents. <laughs> Fuck that. He's saying, he's saying, oh, no, you stupid ass niggas that was trying to take this woman house for six fucking cents. Y'all need to cock the fuck out and go home. Y'all suck. You're immoral. You're garbage. You're trash. I hope, I hope your niggas. Say it again. For the rest of your life. Say it again. I hope you stop. I hope, I hope you feel like your big toe has been, you stumped your big toe for the rest of your life. I hope. I hope. Every imaginable pain that you could possibly feel, you feel for the rest of it. I hope you have back pain. I hope you need knee replacement surgery. I hope everything that could possibly bad happen to you, other than like some really terrible shit, happens to you personally. Like just you, though. You know what I'm saying? I want you to go through pain. Because you have to be garbage to try to take someone's house over six cents. And no. And no, it's just six cents. That's what's making six it so cents. Worse. That's what's worse. That's what makes it worse. Six cents. That's what I was trying to make it. I was trying to make it a more of a um, more of a more of a movie theatrical. No, fuck appeal. that. No. Fuck that. <laughs> no, fuck that. Tell it how it is. Nah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Y'all motherfuckers is trash as fuck. 
clock out and go to fuck home, motherfuckers. That's bullshit as fuck. Your motherfuckers had six cents on this woman. Six cents on this woman. It made it worse. Six motherfucking pennies. Six motherfucking pennies. And uh, let me quote Ash. A nickel and a penny on y'all bitches. Y'all motherfuckers is trash as fuck. Been at her home for 50 years and she was about to lose it over six cents. Trash as fuck. Trash. Trash. 89, bro. Like, again, 89 years old. About trying to take her house behind six That's crazy as fuck. Really is greedy. Trash as fuck. Really is greedy. And you're foolish as fuck. And you about to clock out. And take your motherfucking ass home. And don't fucking come back. Because we don't want your administration paperwork. We don't want nothing from y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'm mad as a taxpayer. Y'all wasting my tax dollars to try to tax somebody house behind six cents. <laughs> now, I would like to end on a positive note. Because... Oh, no, this ain't, that ain't what, will, too. That ain't no, what we do. I will, too. That ain't what we do. No, all right. This, nah. this is a special moment because it technically is the next day here. Oh, and yeah. I want to shout out to my brother. Today shout out! <laughs> Today is his birthday. Happy yeah. birthday to Happy you. birthday to you. Happy birthday, cousin. So I want to say happy birthday to my brother. You have a beautiful day. I love you and have a good day and give God thanks for another year. I'm going to see you tomorrow, nigga. I'm going to see you tomorrow, nigga. Thank you, sis. Love you too. And me, yeah, I'm going to see this nigga tomorrow. We're going to shoot the fade. See this nigga tomorrow. I'm going to shoot the fade. I'm going to be in this motherfucker chilling on my couch. <laughs> Don't be late. Don't be late. Don't be late. Don't be late picking uh, me up. Nigga, Don't again, be late picking me up from get, the airport. Once you get there, that's when I'm going to head there. <laughs> yeah. uh, Yo, that's bullshit, nigga. That's bullshit. <laughs> Yo, nigga, it's my birthday, nigga. <laughs> I got you. Honestly, bro, I got you. I got you a special gift. I got you a special gift, and I want you to open it up in front of your daughter and in front of your wife. It's a special gift, and we're going to record you. Nah, it's see, yo, I'm already, yo, I'm already, yo, I'm already suspecting this. I'm already putting this high, <laughs> high on the suspect list. I don't trust it. Yeah, I don't trust it either. I, trust it I know, right? You can't, you can't trust nothing I got. Yeah. Take but uh, yeah, if you made it this far, uh, it's my birthday week, y'all. I will be turning 33 tomorrow. Uh, uh, I'm officially old. No, nah, I was officially old at 30 because like it just seemed like knee pain happened out of nowhere once I turned 30. Uh, but, but uh, you're not old anymore. You're not old anymore because you're taking that D ball now. Huh? You're taking that D ball. Bro, so you're like, like twenty five. Once you're I like twenty five now. Once bro. I find a legit source, I'm gonna I'm gonna erase the years though. I got you. I'm gonna I, got back, you. Say, I got you. Go I got you. I got you. I got a. You know what I'm saying? I got a direct connect. I got a direct right, connect. Bet. I got you, bro. Bet. Put your boy up on it. I got you. Uh, but but with that said though, that's that's gonna wrap up the episode. And as always, make sure you find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. But for sure, look out for us on Apple Podcasts because again, yes, we need y'all to like, subscribe, uh, rate us. You know what I'm saying? That shit matters. That's what helps push us up the polls. Helps us, uh, you know what I'm saying? Get some more fans on here. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram at stop foolishness. And it's your boy Imperator Rose. Girl Ash. And this is that motherfucking sexy nigga. Oh my goodness.
Call Theory. Okay, and and um, I want to give a shout out to (laughs) Sex Anonymous. Oh, y'all gave me another name. Yeah, you know, no, I like that. I like that. Sex numbers. No, no, you are. Oh, (laughs) yeah, you are sexy numbers, nigga. Fake ass letter. Got us looking like frauds on this motherfucker. Yo, no, no, no. There was no frauds. That was a real letter. That was a real letter. That was a real letter. Y'all didn't want to take it serious. Y'all didn't want to take it serious. Nigga, and that's y'all shit. problem. That's y'all problem. That's y'all problem. Y'all didn't want to take it serious. I hey, need close the shit out. We done held these people up long enough, nigga. We have. <laughs> um, hey, shout out to the problematic podcast. I love y'all shit. If y'all fuck with me, y'all fuck with my cousins, y'all fuck with us, then y'all need to fuck with them. Oh yeah, that's dope ass podcast. Uh, they actually gave a shout out on their last episode. They was talking about some uh, some they wild did. shit. <laughs> about some wild shit, man. Go peep they uh, go peep they uh, most recent podcast. They talking about side chicks. That shit's funny. <laughs> that shit's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's my specialty. That's my specialty right there. Fuck out of here, nigga. It's okay, my specialty. Love y'all, nigga. All right, y'all. We out. <laughs> We out of here. Love you guys. Check, 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 check.